All right, hello and welcome to episode 33 of Podcast Derailed. I'm your host slash co-host, Don Oliveira, and with me this week is Mike Heridance. Hello. And Tim Noons. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, you go get it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, guys? How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you two? Tasty. I assume Tim was going to go first. I, you're tasty? Jesus. Well, I'm uh, smelly, I guess. No, I'm good, man. You know, uh, we didn't have a podcast last week, uh, so I just wanted to apologize to listeners. Um, I was in, you know, I had some stuff to do. I was actually in court. Um, murder is a crime, apparently. <laughs> um, but no. And he was um, on the jury. Everything's settled now. Everything's good. So sorry for not having a podcast last week. But uh, we're here this week, and we've got a hell of a show planned for you guys. So, uh, yeah. So, Tim, right before uh, recording, uh, we were playing PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale in our Vita. Z- uh, we our one Vita. Yeah. Our it one. was really crowded, but whatever, we did it. And uh, so what, what happened in YOLO? What happened uh, when we were playing, Tim? Well, to be put very technically, we <laughs> plowed. plowed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very great thing, especially since I was the plow-e last night. I got completely destroyed, no matter what I did and where I went and whom I played as. Uh, who are you playing against? Uh, well, initially it was this guy, na- uh, username Don Other underscore. Okay. And he plowed me with his underscore. <laughs> and then we went into a match with some random people, and I got plowed by random people. <laughs> and then I went in as Fat Princess, so I could assume the position. That is borderline, like, almost too much for Podcastagram. <laughs> and that's wow. saying a lot. <laughs> almost too much. Okay, good. But then, today, I came in and showed Dom what I could do with Kratos. That's true. He did. And that shit cray, yo. Yo, okay. Can, can we just get something out of the way? Um, oh, it's so good. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale is so good. We'll get to that more later, but goddamn girl. Girl. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, it's 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 just the girl thing is gonna happen a lot in friends in real life. It just sticks with me. Um. So, uh, should we get started, gentlemen? Yeah. Sure. Let's do that. This was a big week in gaming. Uh. Well, especially for this year. Uh, especially for PlayStation, we've got the biggest PlayStation exclusive of the year: PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale hitting this holiday season. Season that's Sony's big. You know. Hey, look at this game. Buy it instead of Halo 4 and yada yada. Uh, whether or not that'll work out, I don't know. But that's not uh, speaking to the game's detriment. It's awesome. We'll get more on that later. Hitman Absolution also came out on PSN. Oh, yeah. Uh, PS uh, All-Stars also came out on PSN uh, and for Vita. Uh, we've also got Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2. <laughs> that's a terrible title. Uh, <laughs> Sonic and Sega. So- sorry, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Uh, that came out on PS3. The Vita version is coming out on December 11th. That there was supposed to be a sim- yeah, it was supposed to be a simultaneous launch. Uh, oh. Oh. The Vita version got delayed by a little bit. Just like another game we'll talk about soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Rise of the Guardians, the video game. I don't know what that is. That's a movie, right? One more time. Uh, I'm not Rise, too sure. I've never heard of it. Guardians. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a movie. Uh, History's Legends of War, Patton. Hmm. Tim, can you speak to that? America. History's Legends of War? Yeah, Patton. Colon, Patton. Well, Colin Patton? Patton. 
colon. <laughs> well, you see the colon. That that too far. I don't. We've got Family I, Guy Back to the Multiverse. Also came out on <laughs> PSN. Uh, now for Vita games. You ready, Tim? Show. Persona 4 Golden. Oh yeah. Uh, Jet Set Radio. Free. Free on PS Vita also came out on PSN, didn't it? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Kingdoms yeah. of Amalur. Wait, what? Kingdoms of Amalur on the Vita? What? 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 No, sorry. This is just PlayStation Network games. My bad. These are the Boy. games that are available on PlayStation Network. Sorry. We got Persona 4 on PlayStation Network, Jet Set Radio, Kingdoms of Amalur, uh, Tom Clancy's End War, Sign Mora. Uh, pronunciation on that might be terrible. That might be Cinemora or something. But that's on the PS3 Vita. Um, F1, Race Stars, Clan of Champions. A lot of games this uh, this week. And as for PSN downloads, uh, we all, well we also had Walking Dead Episode Five. Forgot about that. Hey, what's L- that? What are those? What's that game like? Walking Dead Episode Five. We can talk about it after. Yow. Yow. Uh, um, we got Elden Age Original. <laughs> Sure. And Doom Classic Collection. As for demos, we've got DMC, uh, Don't Make Cry, Sign Mora, and for minis on the PlayStation Store, we've got Jetpack Joyride. A lot of games. Jetpacks is good. Yeah, definitely. Especially the few. <laughs> um, any of those games that you're interested in, Tim, other than uh, All-Stars, of course? Uh, well, I, I picked up Hitman Absolution, also. That's uh, Absolution, stupid. Sorry. I said also. What? I said Hitman also. Like, so I picked it up. Have you have you tried playing Hitman? Doe. 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 I hit... I, I, I started it. Played the first, like, two levels. Doe? Doe. 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 You don't understand. Doe. Oh. Literally. Uh, okay. You know, uh, as anybody that listens to this should know, I am a humongous <laughs> Metal Gear Solid fan. And anything that deals with espionage is right up my alley. And in the first moments... Of playing Hitman Absolution, I went up. To, I snuck up on some random doe and choked him with a grout wire. And the presentation was amazing. Was it? Doe. <laughs> <laughs> doe. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're saying. Are you not familiar with that? Have you ever seen uh, the Greg Jennings video? Doe. Put the team on your back, doe. After the podcast, I'll show you. Doe. All right. Doe. It's, dude, it's a shortened dude. Okay, so Hitman. Hey, girl. What no. about you, Mike? Anything else on that list that you're uh, you're done with? Uh, Jet Set Radio. It's a game I wanted to play when I had the Dreamcast like back in 2000. But I never got around to it, so that's definitely put my curiosity. You know what I suggest you do, Michael? Michael Harris. What? What's that, Don Oliveira? Carlos Oliveira? Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that made me so horny. I think you should... <laughs> I think... You should invest in PlayStation Plus. Yes. Yeah. Because then you'd have Jet Set Radio on your Vita for free. You'd have Gravity Rush. You'd have Uncharted. You'd have Wipeout. Final Fantasy Tactics, Wipeout, uh, Tales from Space. Uh, then you'd also have all the PS3 games, your favorite, Resident Evil 5. You can have other games, yada, yada, yada. I finished Resident Evil 5, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Yeah. It's, a lot of people have been not, uh, talking to me about PS Plus. I, 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 New Year's resolution: get PS Plus <laughs> and more abs. And yeah, more abs. <laughs> more, more than six. More yeah. than five, yeah. I'd like to dedicate two minutes to this, if I could. Abs. Yeah. Um, now that now that you've finished, I, I feel like it's been long enough where we can almost like get away with not with not having to spoil the ending of uh, five by Dude, talking about it. I finished five when it came out. 
Oh, you did? Yeah, this is just the second time I finished 5. Don't ask me why I did it. I thought I was actually going to, you know, like, go for everything in the game. I got the, I uh, unlocked the infinite uh, magnum, and I was just like, oh, screw this. I just had no <laughs> patience to go through on veteran. Oh, Actually, it's better on professional, I promise you. That makes no sense. Dude, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it more. It, it got easier, you know, as you play it through the first time or so, but it's more enjoyable. On, all I want to do is play the DLC, uh, Lost Nightmares, and the other one, uh, but I don't have a partner to play with. So, And I don't want to play it alone because the AI in that game is just... Nuts. Just, you know, let's just say dough. Dough. <laughs> that game is just dough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Mike, PS Plus, do it. New Year's Resolution, do it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to partner for Resident Evil, maybe we should, we, we should team up. Oh my god, Mike, have, have you ever said anything more fucking exciting to me in my life? Jesus, yes. <laughs> I'd love that, but uh, yeah, we can talk about that after. You, um, I, I'd say on that list, things that I'm interested in that I don't already have. Uh, by the way, I have PlayStation All-Stars uh, and Persona 4 Golden, Solid Gold Edition. Uh, oh, sorry, shit, I've got to mention Doom as well. I, I have the original on the PlayStation 1, so I'm totally up for Doom. Hmm, Doom. Yeah, I'd probably say Doom 2. I'd probably like to play some old-school Doom. I wouldn't mind um, getting some trophies for Doom, y'all. Y'all. Yeah, go, friend. Guys, we got uh, quite a bit of news on the list this week, so let's just start now. Let's uh, plow that news. Knock a few uh, pieces of news off the list as fast as possible. Uh, Some of it's big, some of it's small. Let's start with the bad news, all right? I just wanted to get this out of the way. Um... First off, 007 Legends uh, developer hit by staff losses. So Eurocom, the developer behind uh, the James Bond outings, GoldenEye, and 007 Legends, have been hit by a number of job losses. Uh, as reported by Eurogamer, the studio in the pro- is in the process of restructuring, and as such, a number of employees have been laid off today. The move leaves around 50 staff, with the company shifting focus to mobile efforts going forward. Um, in a statement to GameIndustry.biz, Euro- Eurocom's huge bins commented, Eurocom are undertaking a restructuring, uh, which I regret to say has meant we've made the majority of our workforce redundant today. Um, that includes many very experienced, talented, and highly skilled employees, and we'd like to thank them for all your hard work and efforts. Um, that's unfortunate. I feel like every episode of Derailed, we're always talking about you know people getting laid off, and then me and Mike are like, oh yeah, that's terrible, Mike. We've got we've got to give him a, a shout out. But yeah, uh, so yeah, shout out to those guys. Hope they're hope they're okay. If it's not um, game companies, it's like magazines, which seems to be happening as well. I just want to give a shout out to the UK magazine psm3 which is going to be the last issue is next month which is a shame because they're a great magazine and you know obviously people are going to be losing their jobs so it really does suck luckily for those guys though i believe they can bounce back up in the industry as journalists uh yeah i agree they're pretty cool but i don't you know 007 legends uh uh, tim you didn't like it uh i don't it it was okay it wasn't great by any means really wait before before uh, we bash the game i just want to say like i like our thoughts, Tim. I'm Tim. I'm sure yours as well. Even though you didn't like the game, I'm sure you'd agree that our thoughts go out to these guys, and hopefully they find a job somewhere else in the industry, and everything works out for them. It always sucks hearing about this stuff, but especially uh, Christmas. Yeah, and you know, around this time, it's terrible. Mm. Oh, uh, definitely. Same to Lightbox, yeah. especially Lightbox. You know, uh, seeing that um, what's his name? Well, what's what's Starhawk do? I call him Starhawk, dude. But what's the name, main character of that game called? Oh boy. Oh, and is it Emmett or something? Yeah. You know, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so that guy, um, he's gonna—he's coming to PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale as a downloadable character, and it's just like, man, 
so this guy is going to live on in, you know, an awesome brawler for a couple of years. Um, but it sucks. The light box got, you know, hit with yeah. all of them. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, 007 Legends, Tim, not so good? Uh, I don't know. It was okay. Uh, some of the presentation was good, but like, uh, it was inconsistent, and it probably could have benefited from a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more love, I think. We talked about this already. Next, uh, not so much um, layoffs as just restructuring, but um, the Skull Girls developer, uh, one of the Skull Girls developers, has reformed. No, sorry, the Skull Girls dev team has reformed as Lab Zero Games. So when Skull Girls launched, blah 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 blah. That's an introduction. Um, the new website to announce that it has reformed as Lab Zero Games, as will include creating more quality games, as well as support more Skullgirls content. Uh, and so on the website it reads, Forward Thinking and Retro-Minded Lab Zero Games is an independent game development studio fo- founded by the original team that brought you Skullgirls. Lab Zero intends to continue its critically acclaimed work on Skullgirls, as well as leverage its unique design and artistic sensibilities to develop new games. So that's pretty cool. Layoffs and uh, studio kind of rebranding itself. No layoffs. I mean, layoffs for Double Seven guys, but studio <laughs> rebranding itself. Lab Zero yeah, Games. A lot of that going around, restructuring and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what was the other studio that was doing that recently. Oh God, it's completely lost me. But they renamed, they restructured and renamed themselves. It was um, quite recently. I can't bloody remember who they were now. Uh, well, oh, there was God. another studio that not only hinted a new game but also um, moved to a new city. Uh, and as teased by the director of Hitman Absolution, the next entry in the stealth-based shooter series is currently in development at Square Enix Montreal. Uh, Absolution. Just down the road from you, Don. <laughs> yeah, just down the road. Uh, just across the street. I live in Square Enix. I live in Sweet. Uh, it's a little closet here. Um, Absolution was released earlier this week and uh, developed by IO Interactive. However, the studio is now working on a new project outside of the Hitman universe. Speaking to OPM, Tor... Ah, man, these names. Tor Bielstad drew comparisons to the shift in developers for Hitman of the Call of Duty franchise, which shifts annually between Infinity Ward and Treyarch. And so he said... Uh, it's like Treyarch and Infinity Ward. You have an IP that's been developed. They will feed off each other as well as some things that stand out. I think these big franchises take a long time to develop, just one game. If you can, work a little bit in parallel or at least help each other out. I don't so much agree with him, but that's what he said. So, um, more Hitman games? Maybe. But I'd like to see IO make a new game and have Square Enix, you know, have their own Hitman come out. So, we're going to see, like, another reboot to Hitman, I guess. Um... So there's yeah. that. So more games coming to Montreal. Woo! Montreal's huge now. Yeah, man. There's a lot going down over there. Is, that, is um, Dead Space made in Montreal as well? Uh, the next one is, yep. Oh, Dead sweet. Space 3. Yep. Lucky, lucky. So is the next uh, Bioware game, whatever the next Mass Effect game is, or the Mass Effect team, or whatever the hell. Um, more about uh, speaking of things going down the drain. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Sony Band Studio has officially lifted wraps off of Uncharted Fight for Fortune. After news that a game uh, leaked last week. As previously reported, Fight for Fortune isn't a full-fledged action-adventure starring everyone's favorite treasure hunter, but rather a turn-based card title, and it'll be released exclusively for PS Vita in early December 2012. So, Sony Bend, the guys that made Grand Theft... Sorry, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Uncharted Golden Abyss, making an Uncharted card game for the Vita. Uh, coming out in mm. December. So soon, I guess. Yeah, early December, I think it is. I don't know if it's been clarified. Uh, um... 
I know there's a there's a market for these things. You know, a lot of people actually like these things. I'm I'm not really into. I don't dislike them. I'm just not really into them. But I would just love to see a sequel to Golden Abyss. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think they are meant to be making one because I remember there was a job listing. They were saying they were making a um, a AAA sequel um, sequel to a AAA franchise or something like that. So I'm guessing that must be Uncharted because hmm. it can't exactly be this because that's not, I wouldn't call that a AAA sequel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there there is pricing and release date announced. I didn't see this before. The price will be five dollars on uh, USPS yeah, store. Cheap, yeah, it's cheap. I think it's more like just a, a, more like an add-on game in a way because I think it has functions with Golden Abyss. You can like yeah. pick up um, items and then you can like use them. It, you pick up items in Golden Abyss and use them in Fight for Fortune or something like that. Anyway, yeah. it's got cross connect cross-platform connectivity or whatever. Yep, and it'll yep. be releasing on December fourth. There we go. Yeah. So we'll probably have more uh, more news on that uh, later. Maybe a review. Who knows? We'll see if the game yeah, is man. worth reviewing. Um, but you know, yeah, I definitely like to see um, a Golden Abyss two. That'd be really nice. But I'd also like to see a new Mirror's Edge. And a recent rumor, according mm-hmm. to Ben Cousins, the former general manager of EA Easy Studio, Dice is indeed underway on a sequel to the 2008 parkour hit Mirror's Edge. Uh, Cousins, who is now manager of NGMoco Sweden, said on Twitter, quote, It is general knowledge in Stockholm dev scene that Mirror's Edge 2 is in production at DICE. Um, you know, uh, going off by that, you know, it's just it's just a tweet, but that's enough to that's enough to get my engines. Yeah, it's a thing, apparently, according to him, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah it's a thing. He's like, it's, it's general thing. knowledge, apparently. He's like, yeah. if you don't know that, then you're stupid. <laughs> well, but haven't they been... Um... They've been um, talking about Mirror's Edge 2 for a while, haven't they? There's been lo- I mean, I remember writing several stories about rumors about that. I think EA, yeah. um, the um, games label guy, Frank uh, Gibbeau or whatever his name is, he was saying that they're not giving up on Mirror's Edge and they're going to see what they can do with it and just examine the market and see, you know, do, do what they can. But they're not going to, they won't commit to anything, but they were definitely not ruling out a sequel. Hmm. And I think it was meant to. I think it was meant to be rumored to use the um, Frostbite Two Frostbite engine. Frostbite Two engine, yeah, which yeah. might be sweet. Yeah, so there we go. So I re- well, if it's true and it's in development, then we got expect an announcement soon, I'd imagine. And also um, going to be developed on Frostbite Two engine is the next Mass Effect game, like we were saying in Montreal. Oh yeah. Well, right. whether or not it's a Mass Effect is unknown right now. It's just the next uh, game from that team. I don't think it's going to be. Have they actually said it's going to be Mass Effect? Yeah, it's a new mass. It's a new Mass Effect game, but it's just not going to star Shepard. They are making a new Mass Effect title, whether or not it, whether it be a sequel or a prequel, though we don't oh, know. Oh man, so it's definitely a Mass Effect. Game. Oh yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely a Mass Effect game. It's just they haven't said anything else about it other than it's going to use that engine, as you said, and it won't it won't feature Commander Shepard. Or I think they quote, I think they were saying Shepard Mark Two. They're not going to like churn out another protagonist. So it's like, oh, this guy's just like Shepard. So Shepard Mark Two. So they're going to they're going to take a new direction with it, but. They said you can expect the same cinematic storytelling, that expansive game world to explore with different races and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's Mass Effect. I'll be honest with you, I want Dragon Age three more. I hear that. Yeah, um, Mike, you're a big Mass Effect fan, right? I am. Yeah, I'm what? a new fan. I've only I've only played each one once, so I don't I haven't absorbed nowhere near as much info on it as I should have. Yeah, but you've got encyclopedic knowledge. So do you know what what year? <laughs> do you know what year Mass Effect takes place in? Oh. I should know this, but I can't remember. Uh, I don't either. But I was, I was wondering if, if it's, is it how far off? Like, is two thousand something? Is it? No, it's, no. I think that's Dead Space. That's way. Dead, I know Dead Space is way 
further in the future than Mass Effect. I think Mass Effect is 2,180-something. That what? sounds really good. Yeah, it's like yeah. 2,150-something. Yeah, so it's something like that. It definitely is, because I know Dead Space for sure. Dead Space is definitely in the year like 2,500 or something, but the Mass Effect isn't... It's in the it's in the future, but it's not like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh, my God, I didn't know it was that uh, that close. Like, I mean, come on, really? Like, Yeah, it's yeah, 2,183. Oh, shit. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, nice work. Wow. <laughs> did, you, did you say 2183? Yeah, I think did. I, I, said, I think I said 2180 something. Oh, my least. God, Mike. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a champion. I'm almost, I'm almost upset at you right now, honestly. <laughs> um, that okay. was awesome. That was an awesome guess, Thanks, man. But... I must love Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 2183, is that even plausible? Like, I mean, 150 years, really? Like, Oh, you're also well, the wrong person. I wouldn't even like to comment on that. Don, if you push yourself, you can make the uh, that whatever that thing is called. I can't remember the name of that thing. The Human Reaper. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I'm talking about the the thing that would get you to where you can make the Human Reaper. That what is the hell? Oh, is that the thing? Mass the, Effect. The Mass Effect Relay. Yeah, the Mass Effect Relay. Call it Mass Effect Relay too. Yep, I, I understand what you're on about, but Don. I mean, when I when I first played Mass Effect, I thought, oh shit, this is like I don't know the year like three thousand yeah, or something. On, you know, it looked like it was way into the future. But yeah, because I was so surprised when it was only like a hundred and whatever year, fifty years or whatever. In Mass Effect, one of the more interesting parts of it is that they talk about how humans were looked down upon at one point. You know, when when they got introduced to all these other. Uh, species and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, after the first contact war. Yeah. Yeah, that humans were like, you know, it was there, there was they were looked down upon, like, oh, the human, mm. pfft, whatever. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna tell me that all these ra- all these alien races, all these species met and are totally comfortable working with each other, and they have like a, a something working and like a like a like an economy going on in space in 150 years? I don't know, man. Well, they could already been associated, That's- and we're like late runners to the whole thing no but you're right they are they but i think the the asari and the quarians are like uh arranged so some some kind of like you know understanding with each other and then the turians came i i have no fucking idea so, how, what order it was but i know yeah the, the other races definitely established a kind of economy and um you know, had a like the foundation of their kind of way of living and everything before long before the humans came along. So we we were we, we were we were late to the party, so to so speak. When did the Prothe- Prothean, right? Is that is that the the term? Prothe- you- yeah, Protheans were like five thousand. No, oh, God knows how many. They, they got were like wiped way out. Back in the, yeah, yeah, they were way back at the beginning. They were the Protheans mm-hmm. were. They got wiped out by the Reapers. Yeah. Okay. 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 Or, or, or is it that they actually became Reapers? I can't remember. Spoilers. I don't know. Sorry, but, yeah. Um, yeah, play Mass Effect, damn you people! <laughs> yeah, I'm only I only haven't played Mass Effect three. Uh, it's the last one. Uh, oh, you haven't played that yet? No, not yet, not yet. Oh shit! Sorry, man, I thought you had played it. No, this no. The, oh, the, good, good work, Mike. This it, you definitely got away better than I did when it came to Batman. <laughs> so wait, are you guys confirming that that's a spoiler? Well, oh, that sucks, man. Come on, guys. No, no, it. it I, no, it's not in the like the, in the actual thing because I didn't know that it must be in like DLC or something. I don't know. For a second, um, Dude. hey, fine, whatever. All right, whatever, man. Yo, Yo what, I, I'm not even your friend anymore. Whatever, girl. <laughs> so Mirror's Edge Two, like we're saying, no, you know what? Back to Mass Effect. Let's get back to Mass Effect. I just, I think that if they were gonna make, yeah, we're so derailed right now, but whatever. Let's keep going with it. I think that if they were going to make a new Mass Effect, would you like to see it? Uh, would you like it to be a sequel or a prequel? I know you wrote a, you wrote a feature about that, Mike, and you said that it needs to be a prequel. 
I would love it to be a prequel, but I would also like to see. A, I'd love to. I, I think it'd be cool to be a sequel, but I would. There's just so much lore to explore, so many different scenarios that we could see um, as in a prequel. And plus, it, it is wouldn't a it be? Wouldn't it be so cool? Sorry for cutting off, bro. No, wouldn't it be it. so cool if it was the story, another trilogy of the first Contact? Oh hell yeah! No, yeah, yeah, definitely. The first contact war would be and like you go from planet to planet, and everybody's like treating you like shit, and it's like (laughs) hardcore prejudice and stuff like that. That'd be really yeah, that would be awesome, man. Or the Krogan rebellions or something. I don't know how they could do something on the Protheans if they wanted to go really, really go crazy. That'd be cool. uh, Yeah, but that that would be awesome, man. Yeah, and if they had balls, they 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 they'd set it in the year zero and have Jesus Christ be a Prothean. (laughs) Oh, I just went there. Spoiler. Just went there. Um, Spoiler. (laughs) IRL <laughs> spoiler. Um, so yeah, Mirror's Edge two. I hope it happens. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, let's say you guys ready for some Vita news? I'm ready for some Vita news. Hit me, baby. One more time. Uh, the Vita firmware 2.0 came out earlier this week, <clears throat> and it has a bunch of new features, which is really nice. Mainly uh, support for PlayStation Plus. Uh, round of applause, everybody. It's the best feature I've ever seen in my life. PlayStation Plus Back. with Vita. Nobody's clapping. All right, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tim, thanks for clapping. Um, yep. <laughs> with your ass. Sony announced <laughs> that PlayStation Plus uh, will hit its handheld uh, when the update went live, uh, granting, some, granting some great PS Vita titles free of charge to subscribers. The internet browser was reported to receive improvements, uh, but there's more stuff. So uh, support for PS Plus. Email has been added to the home screen. Uh, you can now transfer content between PS, uh, the PS Vita system and PC using Wi-Fi, which I do all the time now for save files and stuff like that. Uh, oh, brilliant. I actually use that. I've used that function a few times, like transferring from PC and that. So Wi-Fi sounds like real, oh, yeah. real help. Yeah, you could just do it from your couch. You're just sitting down. Oh, brilliant. That, that is awesome. It, it just stays registered and you can just access so long as Content Manager is running on your PC. But by default, I think Content Manager uh, starts on boot up, right? So it's not a problem. Yeah. And it's not like it's taking any system resources or anything, so you can just have that stuff in the background. Um, you can now transfer a folder from a PS3 system or a PC to the PS Vita system. Not sure what that does, but um, I'm sure there's a reason they did they did that, and we'll find out later. Uh, maps can now be can now display the Maps application can now display weather information. Um, the yeah, display you- performance in the browser has been significantly improved. The screen layout of Near has been revised and usability has been improved. Remember last episode we were talking about how shit Near was? Yeah. Nice, nice work, Don. Yeah. I, I should do that every episode, dude, because they, they, they really patched it up and now it makes a lot of sense. And then I launched Near and then it gave me an explanation, a super brief explanation of what each feature does. And I'm like, oh, man, Sony listens to Derailed. <laughs> um, but anyways, near near is cleaner. Near makes more sense. It's a little bit better. Still could be better, but whatever. Um, the active uh, activities list for friends has been moved to the live area screen. Uh, the buttons on the PS Vita system can now be used with more applications. Like for example, I noticed that when you're using the keyboard, uh, whereas before it was only touch to type, now you can actually uh, use the buttons just like a PS3. Um, in settings, you can set how you'll be alerted depending on the notification type so whether you get uh you know a message or something like that turkish has been added as system language that's game of the year feature right there i know that makes no sense uh, the usability of the usability of many features have been improved i love that that's my favorite one because that could be anything that could be like 
everything. The Vita has like doubled in power. Yeah, a stock ex- explanation now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the Vita got... It's a the big 2.0 update, you know, and the biggest thing is PlayStation Plus. And by the way, PlayStation Plus for the Vita is totally badass. Uh, like we were saying earlier on, you get two of the Vita's greatest games, uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss and Gravity Rush. Mm-hmm. Freezel. Also, another great Vita game, Tim, according to you, is Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, right? Yeah. Well, apparently, Ubisoft has confirmed that it's preparing a patch for AC3 Liberation to fix a bug affecting the game's save files. Uh, users have been reporting issues with the PlayStation Vita-exclusive historical adventure title since launch, though up until now, Ubisoft wouldn't commit to an update on the matter. Um, speaking to Joystick, the firm said... Our team is in the process of finalizing the first patch for AC3 Liberation. Uh, This will address the save game corruption issue. We'll have a better idea on the timing of the patch soon. Now, Tim, uh, elaborate. Have you heard of this issue? It hit me. Oh, my God. Yeah, mid-review, it hit me. I was a sad panda. What happened? Uh, Well... (laughs) From from what I've been seeing in a lot of descriptions, it's different than what I had. Uh, But... Uh, you would either have your character constantly have uh, Avalene sitting at the loading screen forever and would not load or go back to the main screen. Or like what I had, she would show up for an instant and then disappear and my game would completely restart. And when that happens, I, you, you can't... I, I, um, well, what did you do? Uh, like, is, is, is it a save issue? Is it a corrupted file? Yeah. How did you fix it? Uh, well, I uninstalled the game. And I had to, I, I deleted the the, uh, the install on my Vita and I let it reinstall itself. But when you do that, you delete the save. Right. So it's balls. I really wish that stuff could be separated. Yeah, and, and it is now only with the PlayStation Plus stuff. Uh, you can upload your save file to the cloud. Good. Um, but you did this before PlayStation Plus was on the Vita, and the same thing happened for uh, my MotorStorm RC save file and as well as a few others. I was running out of space because now I have a 32-gig card and it feels amazing. Yep. I had a 4-gig card before and life was really tough on the Vita. First word, oh, first I know word problems. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I need to upgrade, man. Yeah, but it's way expensive, man. Sony's making a killing on those memory cards, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. But uh, So I had a 4-gig memory card and I had to delete uh, MotorStorm RC and I lost my save, my, my save file on that, man. Luckily, my, my times are still stored on... Uh, on PSN, but I have to go through and unlock everything again. You know, it's annoying, dude. Um, won't happen again, though. PlayStation Plus. Oh! But that oh, stuff's stupid. I hate that when you delete a game, it deletes your save file. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Uh, I was pretty butt sore when That's I did it. That's some Nintendo <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Uh, more it, it's, news. It's a little better than having to pay to make an account. <clears throat> Wii U. Ooh. Xbox. Xbox. Game over. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault on Vita has been delayed. Uh, the PlayStation version, of, the PS Vita version of uh, Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault is now slated for a January 2013 release, but the PlayStation 3 version is still coming out on November 27th, so next week. Uh, if you pick up Full Frontal Assault on PS3, you'll get a downloadable version for the Vita with a cross-save and competitive cross-play support, which is awesome, let me tell you. Uh, we reported last month that the game was coming November 27th and would set you back $20. Um... Doesn't that game have another name in Europe or America, whatever? Full yes. Q-Force. 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 Which is which? Like, which one? Is Q-Force the European one? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Q-Force oh, okay. is the European one, and Full Frontal Assault is ours. It's the more sexual-sounding one, yeah. Yeah, cool. usually Ratchet & Clank has always had, you know, that... Yeah, like couple. Size Matters and all that kind of size stuff. Size Matters, Going Commando. Um, <laughs> the first one was actually... Um, 
it's just called Ratchet and Clank, but like what I've seen it uh, abbreviated as in the game or whatever is Ratchet and Clank uh, Rhino, which is rip yourself a new one or whatever. Um, and then there was Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Crack in Time, uh, Tools oh, of Destruction, it. Quest for Booty. Oh, I've got to love Insomniac. <laughs> Yo, i got to love your Tools of Destruction, Mike. I know. Everyone does. So, uh, in, a, in a statement, a Sony rep said in a statement on the official PlayStation blog that in order to provide the best gameplay experience possible, the PS Vita version of Ratchet & Clank Full Frontal Assault will be coming out in January 2013. This probably just means that the the third-party studio Tin Giant that has been uh, porting the game... This is not a quote, by the way. This is me talking. Uh, this uh, probably means that Tin Giant uh, probably ran into some porting issues, but uh, luckily... They're delaying it, which is a good thing. I'm not this. This news doesn't piss me off. I just kind of wish that they did hit at the same time. That'd been way better. Cause I, let's say I pick up, um, let's say I pick up Ratchet and Clank on November 27th. Oh, I'm gonna have to wait like a month, two months to have the cross save stuff on my Vita. No, that's not cool. I just I'll just wait until next year to pick up Ratchet and Clank. I guess. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, but to reward our patience, the first DLC, the Mini Boss Skin Pack, will be given to you when you purchase the game on PS3, and it features it features three fan favorite boss characters from previous Ratchet games. Uh, so that's cool. Mm, yeah, not bad. Free Bro, DLC is <laughs> Yeah, um, the Resistance Collection has been handed a release date. Uh, that's next up on the list. So I thought this was already out. I'm not even kidding you. But apparently, it's coming out on, in North America on December 5th. Yeah, and it hasn't been confirmed for Europe, I don't think. Well, at least not a release date, anyway. It's unfortunate. Um, well, did, yeah. didn't that former release, Resistance Collection only have 1 and 2 in it? Because that was right around the time 3 was launched, so they did both of those. Oh, that's what I'm confusing it with, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I think they did bundle the first two together, yeah. It would be nice, though, if they did the... Especially with Resistance, because the first game didn't have trophies, and I wish... Uh, oh, yeah. I hope against hope that they would do... I wish against wish that they could do it on that. I, even though it didn't have trophies, I still beat it on Superhuman and got all the intel, etc., etc. Yeah, that uh, game was great. They should have chucked, chucked in um, uh, the PSP one as well and put, done that in HD. Oh, that would have been nice. Then I would have played yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> even I, Retribution, like putting it in there for fun. Yeah, Retribution, yeah. yeah. Put it on your Vita. That was good, apparently. Yeah, I have yeah, it. I own it. Um, yeah. I, I, tr- I, tr- I really tried playing it. I never got to finish it just because I just... It's not fun. It wasn't fun. I mean, no, no. It was sorry. It was a fun game. Remember, this is uh, Studio Bend or whatever Sony Bend, yeah. the guys that made uh, Uncharted: Golden Abyss. So these guys know what they're doing. It's just the, the Vita had a fundamental issue where it didn't have a second analog stick and it was the a third-person shooter. PSP. For, for the record, <laughs> sorry, he sorry, meant sorry. PSP, not Vita. Yeah, yeah. No, the Vita, <laughs> the Vita does not what? have a second analog stick. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a journalist. <laughs> uh, so uh, no, no, I heard you could buy an add-on, so it has another uh, an analog <laughs> third one. Stick. <laughs> it's called the Triple Pad Pro. Um, oh shit! Oh shit, girl! Uh, so <laughs> this, this is gonna this is gonna retail for thirty nine ninety nine. It it'll include Resistance one, two, and three, as well as the DLC content for two and three. So oh snap! Yeah, oh snap, girl! Wow. Um, you know, if I didn't have Resistance one, I would so pick this up because I've got them. I suppose I could still get it, actually, if it comes out over here. Yeah, girl. Because I really want to play Resistance 3, and I haven't played Resistance 2 either. But I've got one, so I'm not really sure if it's... Mm. Do it. Play play 3. I mean, play 2. Yeah, maybe I should just get 3 and skip (laughs) 2. That's a good idea. 
That's a good watch, idea. Watch the ending sequence. That's all you need. That I'll just go on YouTube. Say, I was about to say, Tim, I was about to say, Mike, can I spoil it for you like you spoiled Mass Effect for me? Well, then I guess know what, what? I know what. It's all right. I know, I know what happens. Nathan Hale gets shot. In the oh, head. my God. Spoilers on Jesus Christ, Mike. <laughs> what, for you... a four-year-old game? Holy <laughs> shit. Well, at least my spoilers weren't recorded. <clears throat> God damn it. Yeah, but you fucking ruined game of the year for me. Like, you ruined my favorite game last year. One Did of I them. for you? He probably, it probably isn't even, like, a thing, even. Like, it was probably a dodge. And with the way that they, that uh, Rocksteady is looking to be, like, developing, uh, they might be a little bit of uh, the Joker in the third one. Dude, you're almost spoiling it again. <laughs> but, um, no, I think what Rocksteady has to do is... Uh, Oh, Jesus, we're just all over the place in spoilers. I'm sorry, listeners, please please don't forget about us. Plug your ears. Yeah, I, I, it'll probably be a prequel. Uh, that's what I heard, didn't, didn't I? Like, yeah. I, I heard a while back that, yeah, Mike, we probably talked about this on Derail, that it would be, like, uh, from his, like, detective years or whatever. Yeah, there's a freight, oh, I think it's a Silver Age of comics. Yeah, it's called, it. something like that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. As long as it's not when he was with Robin and everything was all weird. I forgot to mention another uh, piece of uh, Vita news. It's just a public service announcement. It's pretty cool because it was once an Xbox uh, 360 exclusive. Sinemora has uh, has landed on PS3 and Vita. It has exclusive content too. So just in case you guys didn't know, uh, Sinemora, the shoot 'em up video game developed by Digital Reality and Grasshopper, Grasshopper Manufacturer, is now available to download uh, via PSN and PS Vita, like we said in uh, when we were talking about the games that came out this week. It was originally uh, released on XBLA. And it's a 2.5D shooter set in... What does that mean? Nice job, Steven. In a diesel punk-inspired universe. Um, the latest version will include exclusive an exclusive challenge mode where users will battle against the clock and levels taken from the story mode. The Vita version makes uh, use of the touchscreen controls and features unlockable rewards, including concept art. So, yeah. It's a video game. Uh, have, have you seen? Are you guys familiar with our type? Yes. I just uh, I watched yeah. a video a little bit ago of uh, uh, oh my god I forgot the name I hate myself uh, Cinemora <laughs> and uh, yeah I just watched a video for a little bit ago and it reminds me a lot of our type. Does it? And like in a good way. It's That's not like some of like the knockoff our types that have been more recent. I mean like old school our type and it feels really good. Oh, it looks cool, really good. It? Yeah, well, boy, I'm about ready. To, I'm pretty tempted to get it. In fact, I might turn around to my Vita right now and pick it up. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of your Vita and that game we were playing before, what was it, Tim PlayStation All-Stars? I think so, yeah. Now, what genre would you give uh, that game? Awesome. Okay, yeah. Well, real <laughs> for reals. Dude, uh, uh, 2D, 2.5D action brawler. I'd say it's a brawler, right? I'd say it's a beat-em-up, maybe. 2.5D. Uh, guess what Sega's done? What? Well, they've well. confirmed more classic beat-em-ups for PSN and XBLA. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sega has confirmed the trio of classic retro fighters that will be released for PSN and XBLA uh, later this month. Uh, the games include 90s brawlers, Fighter Vipers, Sonic... Fighting Vipers. I don't even... No, uh, sorry. It says uh, Fighter Vipers. It's Fighting Vipers? Yeah. Okay. I don't even know what that is. Sonic <laughs> the Fighters. Yeah. Um, is is I, This might make me sound like a Sony fanboy, but isn't, so, isn't uh, Sonic in a... In, a, in one of the Smash Brothers games? Yeah, Brawl. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's in Brawl. Okay, because I don't know. Why would that make you sound like a Sony fanboy? I don't get it. Because I didn't know. Oh, okay. I, I, didn't, I, I, I stopped playing the Super Smash Brothers games after uh, the Wii game. 
after okay. melee. So uh, I, that's the GameCube I did, game. That's the GameCube one. Yeah, right? I I dropped out after that. So oh, I don't know anything. Cool. I don't well, really pay attention to anything after that. Well, just like me, you pulled out just in the nick of time, man. Well, anyway. Yeah, you didn't really miss much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, girl. So we've got Sonic uh, the Fighters. Yeah, Brawl, Brawl was Brawl was a good game. Uh, wasn't definitely wasn't a bad game. It just really was not as good as Melee. I think we've talked about this on a podcast at length before, but uh, yeah, yeah no, there was a lot of there was a lot of bullshit in Brawl. Uh, Melee is really good though. But you know what? Guess what's the new game on the block? That's what I thought. Uh, Sonic the Fighters. <laughs> I remember that. That's like a, a fighting game with Sonic characters, and I remember it being really bad. And Virtual Fighter 2. Uh, it'll hit PSN on November 27th, priced at $4.99. This takes me back to like 1997, man, when I was reading about these games as they were coming out on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> and meanwhile, European PSN owners can uh, will have to wait till December 5th. So a couple of days later. Um, will I be able to beat Knuckles the Echidna? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, in, yeah, Sonic, in Sonic the Fighters, yeah. Yeah, oh, Sonic oh, I, I was I was actually looking more into like Fighter Vipers, but whatever. <laughs> fighter Vipers? What about Virtual I'll, Fighter 2? I want to be a, I want to be Knuckles in Virtual Fighter 2. Hurry up, <laughs> Sega. I want to be on there. your Knuckles. Do what? it. Um they're not just straight ports either. Uh Sega confirmed that all titles will come armed with online multiplayer and trophy/achievements and uh will be based off the original arcade release. And uh, as a little blurb here by Mike Harridance, fancy, fancy a quick history lesson? Of course you do. First up, Fighting mm-hmm. Vipers was released in the arcades back in 1995 before being ported to Sega Saturn, while Sonic the Fighters never saw the light of day on a home console until the mid-2000s with the Sonic Gems collection. Finally, Virtual Fighter 2 hits arcades in 1984, hit arcades in 1984 and arrived on the Saturn the following year. I'd like everyone yeah, to know that he pulled that out of his ass. Like, this is, it's in his, it's in his uh, databanks. He didn't look Google <laughs> He memorizes all this stuff. Like he he blurts out these things as he's walking around during the day. He's lifting vehicles and he says, "Oh, by the way, back in 1995, this game did this." Data banks. His data banks. His brain got data too banks. full, so his brain got too full, so he now stores data in his biceps. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot. There's a lot of space there. There's a lot of space. Yes. Um, so, guys, on to our last topic, the Call of Duties. That's a big one. We didn't get to talk about it last week because we didn't have a podcast. But Call of Duty Black Ops 2 came out. Yes, and in the, did it? Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> and in the UK, it shot its way to the top of the charts. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yep. Um, all format charts following its global launch last Tuesday. Um, the top but of the UK all format charts. But it didn't smash the record though, because um, sales are actually down twenty percent year on year for Call of Duty. Ooh, maybe and that's only yeah. in the UK. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it must be. Yeah, the, um, it's basically um, the fourth uh, biggest launch uh, UK video game launch ever, behind um, Modern Warfare Two, uh, Black Ops, and Modern Warfare Three. So it didn't manage to beat those. Huh? So the UK is moving on, yeah. uh, moving on faster than North America. That's uh... yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, I think I did a feature on that actually. It's a good thing. Um, so Grand Theft Auto wasn't on. Where, where's Grand Theft Auto on that list? You know, uh, Grand Theft Auto what? Grand Theft Auto has got to be there. I think it must be. It must be in the top ten somewhere. I think San Andreas yeah. is there. Definitely, it must be. Actually, I thought. Um, I thought San Andreas was um, mixed in between those Call of Duty games, but I guess not. They probably dethroned it. It must be like five or six. It's got to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, in terms of which, in terms of formats, the Xbox 360 took the lion's share of sales with sixty percent, while the PS3 version made up. 
38%. So does that mean that the PC version sold 2% of all copies sold in UK? Yeah, but must, that must be just like the, the physical sales and because most of them go with PC go on um, uh, yeah, digital. Right. So they don't, they don't uh, count that. Oh, okay, not? Right. Right. Well, you know, how, how are you going to track that? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Steam has some sort of counter where they yeah, say, "Oh, look, there's so many people bought it." That's Valve's yeah. thing. They're not going to. Why would they disclose that information? Because they're cool. No, they're not. Never mind. So, um, it took the crown from Halo Four, but like Mike said, uh, it dipped below the performance of Black Ops, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Three, and Modern Warfare Two. Um, and like you said, it's the fourth biggest launch in the UK of all time. And the full top ten is, you ready? Call of Duty Black Ops 2, number two, Halo 4, number three, FIFA 13, number four, Assassin's Creed 3, five, Skylanders Giants, six, Need for Speed Most Wanted, seven, Just Dance 4, uh, eight, Borderlands 2, nine, The Sims 3 Seasons, and ten, Football Manager 13. Oh, you guys and your football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Saka. Um, and about Call of Duty, it's already, you know, Black Ops 2 just came out, but guess what? Sledgehammer is already hiring for a new Call of Duty game. Uh, they've announced um, that they're hiring for a new Call of Duty game for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, so for this generation. Uh, Sledgehammer worked on Modern Warfare 3 alongside Infinity Ward, and they're on the lookout for a senior environmental artist. Uh, posted on Gamma Sutra, the post reads, We are actively recruiting top talent for our Call of Duty development team. If you are passionate and driven to do your best work and have a desire to work on the most successful FPS franchise in history of video games, please apply online. Uh, successful candidates will be expected to create single-player and multiplayer levels under the direction of the art director and creative director. Um, so the role also calls for multi-platform experience, asking the candidates... Quote, will ensure that the level works on all relevant platforms, Xbox 360 and PS3. So what do you guys think about that? Another Call of Duty for another Call of Duty game for this generation? Um, uh, I'm not surprised in the least, to be honest. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, I mean... We'll, we'll probably I, see have, another two, honestly. Yeah, well, the, the, I know that um, the, there have been rumors that next year there's going to be another Modern Warfare game, and that they were saying that it's going to come out on next-gen and current-gen systems, so... You know, that's, I suppose that's kind of an interesting thing, but I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see a next gen one until the, the 2014. Yeah, and uh, even I that one, and even that one, I guarantee you will also be on. Like I'm calling it current gen. Another yeah, two, yeah, yeah, another two yeah. on on current gen. So next one will yeah. probably only be current gen, and the next next one uh, yeah. probably be simultaneous both. both. Yeah. yeah, but that's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna push current, um, the next gen stuff very far. It'd just be a probably just you know slightly sharper in the visual department or something it won't be till like 2015 that they've really pushed the boat out right plus you uh activision wants that install base of xbox 360s and ps3s already out. yeah yeah exactly man yeah that's exactly why nintendo released pokemon black and white 2 on the ds and not the 3ds you know the new freaking system they're pushing it's something i really respect about sony you know they invent they 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 put all their time and energy into the vita they kind of just said all right psp you're a thing of the past i wish you know i wish pokemon black and white 2 came out on the 3ds would convince me to you know help convince me to buy a 3ds but up until now there's just nothing on the 3ds that's like oh my god i gotta run out to the store so black ops 2 came out and uh, if you pre-ordered it at certain retailers or if you got the hardened edition and or care package uh, you received the voucher for Nuketown 2025. Uh, Nuketown was a Black Ops 1 map. It was a very small map and it's super he- hectic. Uh, literally, you can spawn in enemy crosshairs. Um, so 2025 is that same exact map, just kind of with a new coat of polish on it. 
uh, kind of futuristic looking a little bit. Uh, but it's the exact same. It's not really futuristic looking at all. It actually looks like Fallout. Um, you know how like cards yeah. and Fallout look. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so Nuketown 2025. Guess what happened to Nuketown 2025? Nuketown 2025 got removed from the multiplayer rotation, meaning that before you were able to play Nuketown um, a multi- on multiplayer on the multiplayer portion of the game competitively, uh, and while Nuketown 2025 is still available for the zombies portion of the game, it's no longer available on multiplayer. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. But first, Treyarch has decided to remove the map. Uh, David Vondahar, Vondahar, game designer, game design director at Treyarch, released the news on his official Twitter page that that the pre-order map will be taken down. Uh, and that the double XP weekend is now over. And his quote was saying, double XP weekend is officially over. That means Nuketown 2025 slash 24-7 is as well. I know, right? Don't kill me, kill the messenger. Uh, so, sorry, don't kill the messenger. Um, I did not say kill the messenger. That would be- <laughs> <laughs> um, let me tell you guys exactly why. Uh, the game saw a double XP weekend. Right, so this is exactly what happened. I remember playing um, Call of Duty last weekend, and I saw all of my friends on. But the thing is, all of my friends were playing on Nuketown, and I'm like, "Why? Well, why the hell are they playing on Nuketown?" So then I joined them, and I'm like, a friend that was like 20 levels below me uh, ended up like being he he was no joke a level two prestige and level 50. This is last weekend. He's almost on his third prestige, and the game hadn't been out for a full week. And I was like, "What the hell happened?" Um, and I realized that it's because he had been playing on uh, Nuketown for the whole day. So I'm, I guarantee you, I'm telling you, the reason, they haven't explained why, but the reason Activision took down Nuketown is because it was such a small map and they completely messed up the rankings of the game by having the double XP weekend available on Nuketown because Nuketown is such a small map that uh, matches finish way faster than regular matches and you can get crazy kills as well as you can get killed like crazy. Uh, it kind of ruins your kill-death ratio, but people were prestiging over and over and over in one weekend, you know? So they probably ruined all their, you know, their, their stats for the game and, and just had to say, guys, guys we've got to get rid of this Nuketown map. It's just too crazy in Black Ops 2. So wow. that's what happened. So it's gone now, and that's kind of that's kind of weak, you know? they That was the pre-order bonus for the game, and it was available for a week. Oh, man, that's... I don't know. But there is a petition to bring back Newtown 2025 to Black Ops 2 multiplayer. Um, fans from the newest outing of Call of Duty have organized their intentions in the form of a petition, which, upon completion, will be presented to Treyarch. Alongside this petition is a video made by user Jacksondale, filled with all the love he has for the game and the frustration that he, as well as many Call of Duty players, has endured through the business choices that the series has made over the past few years. Uh, if you go on PSU, you can see the video. Uh, it's an article written by Tim. Uh, it's called Petition Treyarch to Bring Back uh, Nuketown 25 to Black Ops 2 Multiplayer. And you can see the video. It's on YouTube. Um, so there is a fan petition to bring back the map. Whether or not that'll happen, I'm not sure. But I just want to clarify, Treyarch did say that they um, haven't gotten rid of the map 100%. They said that it'll make a return on special events and such, such but you can't just play it in online multiplayer whenever you um, want. So, well, it's it's we haven't I, I guess we haven't gotten to it yet, but it's also been uh, added in a special playlist called uh, Chaos Mosh Pit. Now, I don't know if that's actually part because I haven't played uh, Black Ops 2 yet. I don't know if that's part of like the the basic uh, multiplayer experience or if it's like a like a custom sort of yeah. 
thing. Is that do you actually get experience in whatever no, they call Chaos Mosh Pit? No more experience from uh, Nuketown. I'm pretty sure Chaos Mosh Pit is is a custom game type thing. Nuts. Yeah. Well, that wraps up news, guys. Uh, we always, I always forget. I always forget to do emails. So I'll just do right now before I forget. I'll just do an email that we received last week from Brett, um, from Brett Johnson, a loyal podcast derailed fan, and he brought up some hey, really good Brett. points. Hey, Brett. That's he brought up some really good points, and that's why I chose to read this email. Um, last week we were talking about free to play and what you guys think about it, and we asked you guys to write in. Well, Brett Johnson wrote in saying, "What's up, derailed? I completely disagree with the ability for a games multiplayer to be able to skip earnings, uh, earning sorry their in-game abilities for paying for them." So he's saying he disagrees with uh, with uh, pay to win. He says it completely changes the na- the dynamics of the game for everyone playing by now having gamers immediately have a huge advantage over other players that don't want to pay for their online experience, myself included. In my opinion, this seems to contradict contradict PSN's free to play feature, because if it was truly free, then we should all have the ability to cheat and get everything for free without earning it legitimately. But by having this. Sorry, but by having this, what is the point of playing online when there's nothing earned because we all already have the upgrades? I think this shouldn't be allowed. What do you guys think? Well, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it shouldn't be available. I think that com- it's going to be available regardless of what you want, Brett, or uh, what we want. But, like, there's too much money in this stuff. I, I guarantee you that the money that Activision or EA makes from having these microtransactions where, uh, you know, you start the game, you start Dead Space 3, let's say, and you can buy some crazy weapons right from the get-go probably a buck two bucks a pop uh i bet you a bunch of people will do that and 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 the the sad part about it is that they're making insane amounts of profit off that stuff because it's literally a cheat what would have been a cheat code on sega genesis or playstation one is now a microtransaction for a dollar two dollars so you're paying for cheat codes um i'm not on board with that but hey it's gonna happen whatever there's worse stuff going on in the world (laughs) what do you guys think uh no, you first, Tim. I don't really have much to say on it anyway because I just don't play enough on ga- online games for it to really affect me at all. <laughs> uh, I'd say it's kind of a catch twenty-two mostly. Uh, they, uh, the only re- the only way that they'll really get people to spend money on those sort of things is if they hand them God mode. Uh, but you know, if it, but there have been other ones where they'll say like you get a custom skin or you know get like one more layout sort of deal, and it ends up not being that interesting. You know, and it's really hard to find middle ground because you can't say like, well, here's a little bit of overpowerment, but we don't want to make you too empowered because, you know, kind of ruins the game a bit. Um, I, I guess in the in you know in the scheme of things, the people that push through that kind of stuff, you know, the people that actually play it for uh, legitimate reasons, will be on par with uh, those pay-to-play people uh, within. I don't know, probably at least, you know, at, at the most, maybe a week. You know, that's even in leisure play. Uh, so I'm sure it averages out for those who really want to stick around. At the same time, you know, people who start off simultaneously with pay-to-play are going to get shafted immediately. But like, at least with my experiences in Call of Duty, um, uh, there, you know, there are times where I've been completely destroyed by people. So I, I wait like a half an hour to play again, then I'm in a different rotation of people. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I know, it's a little bit of a catch 22, really. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it, it, I know, if the game is pay to play, I can see, you know, them obviously doing stuff like that, but, you know, like, like Call of Duty offering another $10 thing to make the game super 
Uber Ponage would be kind of ridiculous because they're already getting sixty dollars for the game. So Call of Duty came out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I reviewed it. I reviewed it for PSU. Um, you know, I gave Call of Duty Black Ops two an eight on ten, and I like that game. Yeah. I had to stay quiet about it for a while, but um. Here, here is my summary. I said that a new height for storytelling in Call of Duty games, paired with the remodeled multiplayer component that is as addictive and rewarding as ever, makes for really attractive makes for a really attractive package. Package, despite its shortcomings. Jesus, I'm fucking messing up my own summary. Um, yeah, I'm super tired today. But uh, so, Call of Duty has changed. Call of Duty has changed in that now. I think they, Treyarch specifically, uh, we'll see what Infinity Ward does next year, but Treyarch has seen uh, an importance of changing out the single player. They knew things were going to get stale, so they made a point of changing the single player in quite a few ways. Um, so first off, most importantly, there, there are branching paths now in Call of Duty single player. So uh, depending on what you do, depending on optional mission mission objectives that you choose to do sometimes you don't even know sometimes sometimes it says sometimes it's it's just an audio cue where they say where they say hey you know stop them from burning the intel you know it doesn't actually say anything but you see them burning intel and if you choose to kill them before they finish burning the intel then you'll have that intel and it'll change how many times i just say intel there it'll change it'll change what path you go on through the game and it'll ultimately change the ending. You know, like a bunch of these things influence the game, uh, which I think is cool. It gives it kind of, you know, a personalized playthrough. But what I think is not so cool is uh, new new Strike Force modes that they added, the Strike Force maps, which is optional. I have to say they're totally optional. But uh, while you're playing the game, you go through your, your usual FPS Call of Duty type thing, but then... Um, you get a pop-up half about, um, you know, about like a quarter way in saying uh, a new Strike Force map is available and you're like, what the hell is this? And you start playing it and it gives you a tutorial. Basically, like I said in the review, it's it's kind of like an RTS type thing. Um, you have a bird's eye view. You can see all your units. You can control them from there. Um, you can, you know, take control of one of your units and play as an FPS, uh, switch uh, from unit to unit on the fly, you can even control drones and robots and stuff like that, and that sounds great, doesn't it? Uh, but it's not. The problem with that is, is that uh, Call of Duty, let's face it, is just not optimized to be an RTS. It doesn't work. The AI breaks frequently. I, I, I suffered a few issues where I would tell my AI to go here, and they, they would just get stuck in the environment, and I'd have to one by one, uh, you know, take them out of that position on my own and then even then when when they would be near an enemy or when they would be near an objective uh they just wouldn't defend it and or attack the enemy properly so ai was super messed and those missions aren't fun anyways so i think that's the worst part of black ops 2 is the strike force missions again um zombies makes a return in black ops 2 as the biggest zombies mode ever um but even then i i have i think that there are things that are fundamentally wrong with zombies uh, i i'm like i'm not sure if you i think you do enjoy the zombie mode in call of duty right um to be honest i've hardly played it that much okay okay uh tim are you, are you a fan of zombies i've done it it's it's one of those things i only do with friends you know mostly uh but eh, i don't know it's he'll hit and miss i wasn't too big of a fan in uh uh, World at War, uh, and then I kind of like fell into it a little with uh, Black Ops, 
a little sold, but not you know addicted or you know like pushing towards it. You know, like everything else is still still in front of it. But I don't know. Uh, maybe I I was a little hopeful because I heard something probably in my own delusionment, uh, mm-hmm. dis, uh, delusions. There we go. My own delusions that. Uh, there was supposed to be some sort of like linear sort of presentation, like a story, um, uh, but I I heard that was not true, and that kind of killed it for me. So I we'll see. See, I had a good conversation with uh, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb at the review event that the zombie mode, zombies mode, needs to be broken off into its own thing. So the Call of Duty games, like Treyarch's Call of Duty games, are there's three pillars: the single player, zombies, and multiplayer. Now. Easily the weakest of the three is zombies. Uh, multiplayer is super addictive, super fun. You you can play it for a hundred hours and you'll you'll still have fun with it. Single player you'll go through and you'll it'll give you a nice ride. And by the way, it's worth mentioning that Troyarch has really moved away from the whole um, bombastic whole Michael Bay thing where helicopters are exploding all the time and they kind of tone things down. It's still very action oriented, but they really tone things down. It's, it's really not as ridiculous as in, as in past games. You know, you, you don't control characters that die while you're controlling them and then switch to the next character. You know, that doesn't really happen. Um, they really tone things down. It's more war stuff, but still over the top. It's just not as over the top, which is nice. Like I said in the review, it's uh, less Michael Bay and more Martin Scorsese, uh, just because they spend a lot of time uh, focusing on the villain and his backstory, and you know, is 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 he really a villain? Like the, because of the things that happened to him, and it's more extremely, it's more dramatic. It's way more dramatic actually, and they they, they kind of try to tug on your heartstrings. But the problem with that is, again, at times it feels hokey. You know, that Call of Duty can only do so much. And, 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 and I'm not trying to, you know, disapprove the single player at all. But at, at times, you know, I, I, did, I do commend them for going a more serious and dramatic route. But at the same time, at, at points I was just like, okay, okay, so really, you, you're, you're trying to get me to care about these characters. And then five minutes later, I'm blowing the shit out of people's brains uh, tw- tw- 20 times a second, you know? Uh, it's just kind of hokey. Um, mm. mm. uh, well, Don, since you reviewed it, I have one question for you. Yeah, definitely. Give me any questions. Uh, even though uh, you didn't like the RTS thing, and, and you know, it, a little wishy-washy on some stuff, do you like the fact that a, a Call of Duty game is willing to make changes like that? Uh, yes, I think it's a good idea. You know, I, I I spoke to Mark Lamia about it, and and he he knows that. Mark Lamy is the, the head of at Treyarch, and he knows that something had to change with Call of Duty. You know, they had to introduce something new into the single player. The only problem with that is, um, I don't think that that was the best way to do it. I don't think that maybe an RTS was. It, it's definitely one of you could see it working. It just doesn't work at all. The all the, the problem is that it changes the ending. If you choose, like, I would have no problems in saying, just don't play the Strike Force missions, but if you don't do that, it drastically changes the ending, making it extremely grim, way worse. You get way worse of an ending uh, if you don't do the Strike Force missions. Um, so, I guess if, if, you, if you're a completionist, if you want to have the good ending, quote-unquote, then you, you'll have to play the Strike Force missions. Uh, best news, though, about that is that the first one is the worst. The first one lasts for 10 minutes. Um, but you're going to ha- fail it going by, like, what I, from what I've heard from other reviewers and from what I've seen on Twitter and stuff like that. The first one, uh, you're going to have a hard time with it. Uh, and it gets progressively easier. I think I finished the last one in about uh, 
two minutes or something or a minute and a half just because I rushed through it as fast as I could. Um, I didn't want to have to deal with it, so I just kind of sprinted through everything. So uh, let's go through the bullet points. I said that I liked about this new Call of Duty. It's a new height for storytelling in Call of Duty games. Multiplayer has aged with us. Remodeling an addictive competitive online component to prioritize customization. And there's quite a bit of game here and something for everyone. Strike Force missions bogged down a surprisingly good single-player campaign is what I did not like, and that the PS3 version doesn't run as well as the Xbox 360 counterpart, and that I miss Spec Ops. I think that instead of Zombies, Spec Ops is so much fun to play with your friends, uh, whereas you're building towards something, you know, you, oh, we got we got this rank, and, you know, it has a lot of similarities, because Zombies, you're just kind of, it's survival thing, where it's like, oh, how many rounds did we get up to this time? But even then, I think that the learning curve on Zombies is so ridiculously steep, and that the systems are so different from the single-player game, whereas Spec Ops, it's kind of the same stuff, so you already know the guns you're using, you already know that... Um, uh, this perk will do this. You know that this uh, kill streak will do this or whatever, uh, or score sc- score streak rather. But in zombies, you know, you start and the first time you play a zombies map, you don't know where anything is. Uh, you get your ass handed to you. You keep playing, and then you have to kind of discover the story for yourself, which some people actually like about zombies. Hey, if you like zombies, more power to you. Then Black Ops do zombies. It'll it'll tickle your fancy. Uh, but for me, I think Black o- the zombies mode has always been fundamentally. Um, just not interesting to me. Just not fun. Uh, I have had fun playing it, like, but not anything where, not anything compared to Spec Ops mode, um, which was <clears throat> Modern Warfare 3's cooperative, well, Modern Warfare 2 and 3's cooperative uh, mission types. I like that as well. Spec- oh, yeah. Spec Ops was Good. sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, hear, yeah. I did put some time into it on uh, 2. I haven't played 3 yet, but... Uh, 3's is even better, honestly. Um... Mm. But I think this is the funnest Call of Duty, especially because of the, you know, since 4, it's the biggest departure. Um, like, Mike helped me, like, realize. I, I kind of said that it's the biggest departure since Black Ops, but then Mike kind of, while editing my review, said, well, wouldn't you say that it's the biggest departure since 4? And yeah, he's right. It is. Um, 4, four kind of changed the game on a lot of things, and, and this one kind of takes that multiplayer and just says, all right, let's go throw everything, caution to the wind, just balls to the wall, let's go crazy, and you can, it's so customizable, and it's really fun because, uh, like I explained in my review, I'll just I'll just lightly uh, pass over this, I don't want to spend too much time on Black Ops 2, but they've changed it in that um, you can only equip 10 things uh, on, on your loadout, so you have your primary weapon, secondary weapon, a grenade, um... The primary weapon attachment, secondary weapon attachment, and that stuff adds up without even perks, you know. So then you, you'll end up not have you'll you'll equip ten things, and then not have space for either a grenade or a perk or the second perk that you want or, you know, the third perk that you want. But what I think that's really cool is that you can go into a uh, a fight, you can customize the loadout to not have a primary weapon and only a secondary weapon, and that'll free up some spots since you're not using any primary weapon attachments or a primary weapon. That'll free up some spots for extra perks that'll make your secondary weapon stronger, which is personally the way I choose to go. My best loadout, uh, my favorite... um, my favorite type of loadout is handgun in this game. I just go secondary with a pistol and have myself perked up to like superhuman levels. And I love playing hardcore, free-for-all, hardcore team deathmatch. I love the hardcore modes. Um, but then again, you could take it the other way and just have one primary weapon. And now in Black Ops 2, you can have three attachments on your primary weapon with another perk. So you can have a primary assault rifle with a red dot sight, a silencer, 
and a grip, like something crazy. So you're just turning it into a super weapon. So you're just and you by doing that, you probably don't have enough space for a secondary weapon. So you go into a fight just with one weapon. Or if you want to, uh, this is how this is how um, how much you can manipulate your your how much you can actually customize and, and get what you want out of your loadout. If you're a crazy, if you're a person that loves playing with a knife, then because you can actually switch to the knife now in Black Ops 2. The knife is an actual, you know, you see it on you and you run around with it, um, kind of like in Counter-Strike or something. So what happens if you if you can actually customize a loadout that doesn't have any weapons, no primary and or, and or no secondary, you just have all the perks and all the grenades you want, you know? It's it's really cool. I really like what they do with it. So you end up seeing a lot more different loadouts than you would have in um, Modern Warfare 3 where you're seeing, oh, this guy's using the SCAR. Oh, this guy's using the AK. And that's pretty much it, you know? Uh, but this, it, any weapon can be insane. There are so many attachments to each weapon. Leveling them up is fun. You can now prestige uh, weapons themselves. They've done a lot of cool things with clans, with emblems. And by the way, I started a forum on this um, on PSU. We have an official PSU Black Ops 2 clan. Um, I started it. To join, all you need to do is hop on our forums, head to the PS3 game section in there. Call of Duty will have its own forum, uh, its own sub-forum. And then you just go to the official PSU Black Ops 2 clan. Uh, We're recruiting members. Um, You know, I've already created the Black Ops 2 clan on... The PSU clan on Black Ops 2. All you got to do is change your... You go into your barracks, change your clan tag to PSU. If you want me to help you out with any of that stuff, you can add me. You can find my uh, username in the uh, the forum or whatever. I'll just say it. It's other underscore. Uh, My PSN ID is other underscore if you'd like to add me. Just make sure that you tell me you're a derailed fan in in the message and I'll be happy to add you. Uh, sometimes when I get messages that it's just in a friend request, sometimes it's it's people adding me through near on PS Vita, which happens a lot, and I just end up just denying you. So if you tell me you're a derailed fan, I'll accept you for sure. If you want to play Call of Duty, that's cool. Can hook you up with other uh, people in the PSU clan. Uh, and lastly, if you want to actually partake and maybe organize Call of Duty games yourself, or just you know play in organized matches with the PSU guys just head over to the forum um the forum post and you'll find other people in there they're already talking about you know they 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 even want to bring the clan to uh to 360 it's actually pretty funny but um PSU having the PlayStation Universe clan on on Black Ops 2 on 360 would be hilarious uh so that's Black Ops 2 guys I hope I didn't talk too much about it but there is a lot to say on the game it is a big game I gave it an 8 on 10 uh, which is actually lower than my Modern Warfare 3 view, which I believe was an 8.5. But the thing is, I actually uh, enjoy this one um, more, and I think I'll play it more. Except for the Spec Ops. Spec Ops is probably the only reason why I may have played Modern Warfare 3 more. But the multiplayer of this one is just so much fun. Um, yeah, so Black Ops 2, any questions, hit me up. I'll be more than happy to answer them for you. Uh, I'd say... If you're sick of Black Ops, then guess what? You might be sick of Black Ops 2. You might not want it. But if you played Modern Warfare 3 and, you know, maybe you can go for more, but you're not sure, then I'd say Black Ops 2 is a safe bet. They've done enough changes to the single player that it's fun to play and that it's different enough. Well, you'll be like, that was kind of fresh. And the multiplayer is as addictive as ever, I promise you. Uh, Whether or not you're a Zombies fan might be, you know, the deciding factor. But hey, I don't like Zombies and I still really like Call of Duty Black Ops. Two of the three components of this game are great for me. If you love Zombies, then hey, bonus. It's the best zombies mode ever. You can, like, ride a bus from level to level to level and see how long you can survive and whatever. That's Black Ops 2. Well, I've played every Call of Duty game, so I'll definitely get it. <laughs> Good, man. I'm glad to hear that. Um, 
Also, uh, Fawn sent us some mail. I can't remember what it was. I don't want to pull it up now because I didn't pull it up before. And it's just going to take too much time. He asked us something about uh, Declassified. He, it, it, was, it was an email about Call of Duty. And he said something. He asked us about Declassified and if we were going to review it. Yes, a review is, in fact, written and underway. Uh, it's a little bit later. But, hey, as long as it's there, it's never too late, right? So uh, we have a review. And, and from what I understand, Activision hasn't been so cool with the review copies of Black Ops uh, Declassified, right? Yeah, if I didn't send this one. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. But we're not the only ones. I heard that they, they didn't send one to a lot of the, the big sites. Um, oh, that's all right then. <laughs> but you know what? Um, given the review score that game is going to get, I'm not surprised. Well, if it's any consultation, if people want to play... Consultation. Uh, it is a consultation. <laughs> but I wish it was a consultation. That will do that too. Okay. <laughs> if it's any consolation, I would like to say that you know I own Declassified, mm-hmm. and you, the the you know if if you like to if you want to play a Call of Duty game on like a handheld, you're not going to find it anywhere else. So if that's what you want, you're going to get it. Well, Call of Duty Big Red One on the PSP was a thing. Was that was that the PSP one? I don't know. I no uh, Big Red One. I think that was um PS2. Oh. Well, Road to think, Victory, isn't it? Isn't oh, it yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, Road to Victory, that is it. Anyways, it was terrible. But yeah, go on, Tim, sorry. But it it feels like it. You know, it's it's a little bit... It doesn't have the, the fine-tuned polish that these console ones have, but it's it it feels like Call of Duty, and it's on a handheld. As far as the multiplayer is concerned, it's going to be what people want. So, have you played the multiplayer? Yeah. What's that like? Well, well... To sound redundant, it sounds like it feels like Call of Duty. Yeah, but like, I, I know, I, but I, I mean, you, like, what do you mean? Per- perk system. Um, yeah, there, uh, it's it's like a, a lower low out, a loadout, I guess, of what you would expect. Uh, there, there, you get uh, you, you get the perks and stuff from uh, uh, traditional ones like uh, you know, uh, God, I, I can't think of the names of them. Lightweight, now. maybe sleight of hand. Um, like reloading faster, moving faster. Yeah, maybe you have um, most definitely those. You have uh, the UAV, obviously anti UAV. Those, that, those are the ones I was hung up on. Kill, kill and, yeah, and then you have a helicopter that I don't think you control it, but um, the, the, it's not like what I don't know how many there are in Black Ops Two, but there's only like uh, oh, there thirteen. Are a lot. Oh man, in Black Ops Two there are so many, and I really like what they've done with the score streaks. I really like what they've done with a lot of things. The balancing. In general, is really good in Black Ops 2. Um, I have a question about that. Um, so you rank up, I assume, in the multiplayer. You unlock yep. stuff. You keep unlocking perks. Uh, oh, yeah. Are there? You have primary, secondary weapons. Yep. Attachments to each. Um, I believe so. It doesn't have the. Uh, it doesn't have the uh, the visual interpretation of all that. Like you know, if you put on like a, a scope with a, you know, pink jungle color, you're not going to see it. Like if you want to put a scope on there, it's simply going to be part of the um, the statistical layout. It's not going to be really a visual representation. Okay, so our our Black Ops Two review is going to go up soon. Um, oh, sorry, our our, our Black Ops <laughs> Classified review. Um, our our Black Ops Two review was up on time, but. Um, that you know what it called Activision. You don't send us Black Ops Declassified on time. Then guess what? Uh, the review doesn't go up on time, and that's Paul Kelly doing it, right? Yep. Cool, man. He's awesome. So, um, 
I, I think that if you want to play a Call of Duty game, if you have a Vita and, you know, Call of Duty makes you just cream yourself, mm-hmm. then I think it's a safe bet, would you say, Tim? Like, Yeah, it'll it'll give if people want to play multiplayer on a handheld, uh, you know, if, if you want to, like, take it to, like, well, for instance, like, for us, if you had a handheld to go to Thanksgiving and see family, playing online while listening to people talk about family stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be there. You know, you could do it. You know, it's, it's, it's fully there. The whole experience is really good. And it... it it feels really, uh, I don't know, engaging. It's only four on four. You know, the maps are engineered as such, so it works out really well. Huh. Yeah. It's it's he, it's good. Is the online experience laggy at all? Uh, no. It, it, obviously, that kind of stuff depends on your internet. But yeah, there were most yeah. of the time, I, I I can't even really remember any time where I was screwed out of uh like a kill or you know screwed because of lag the only times i ever had any sort of lag issue was um the initial connection you know when you when you're rushing out to find your enemy uh yeah one there was in the first five seconds somebody would jump like out of nowhere but that was it hmm. so it, the internet the, the connection the connectivity is fine it's clean very clean cool. So I, I just pulled up the game's Metacritic page, and it's been getting just absolutely yeah. I mean, just I, uh, across the board, just completely trashed. Um, what is the Metacritic? The Metascore right now is thirty-two. What? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And so let, oh, let's yeah. read. Let's read. Like, you know, I, I'd say the biggest website uh, that has the highest score up on there is IGN. Uh, that actually matters. I'm saying websites that you know matter to no. That's a terrible thing to say. I'm saying <laughs> no, no. I, that came out wrong. No, honestly, obviously, every website matters. I'm saying what matters to most people is IGN. Would you say? Would you agree that IGN is probably the biggest gaming website? Yes, yes, no. Yeah, yeah. Of okay. Yeah, battle games. Well. So nobody of the caliber of IGN that are on the higher end review scores have given it a higher score than 4.0. So IGN gave it a 4, saying it has bad multiplayer, awful story, generic level design, and a host of other issues that turn what could have been Vita's biggest blockbuster into one of its biggest duds. So 4.0 from IGN and other big sites. Uh, PlayStation, the official magazine UK, gave it also gave it a 4, uh, saying a cynical grab for gullible gamer Christmas cash uh, made to coincide with the Vita's first festive period. This COD shouldn't just be declassified. It should be erased from existence. Oh, my God. That was harsh. Um, Let's see. The Escapist, 3 on 10. Unless you're a glutton for punishment or enjoy nearly broken multiplayer experiences, it's best to pass on this. This one and Prey Declassified will at least prove to be a good learning experience for Activision Nihilistic if they ever decide to give uh, a Vita shooter another try. And lastly, uh, let's say Joystick. A Joystick gave it a 3 on 10 saying a flimsy forgettable phoned in call of duty the only entertainment value comes from watching the relationship between activision and sony who now seem chummy enough to exchange gag gifts uh the reviews go on and on and on it goes pretty low it goes as low as a uh, 1.5 from destructoid um <laughs> is that jim sterling i don't know but i'll, I'll tell you in a second uh yes well, it is <laughs> if it's any consultation uh Consolation. God damn it, I did it again. Uh, if it, yeah, well, the only issue I had really with multiplayer as far as unevenness is the fact that uh, one particular perk, which was a turret, the moment it caught you, it catches you in bullets, you are dead. It's not. It doesn't feel realistic at all, considering normally being killed by somebody with a gun, you know, with really good aim, you know, not moving, it would take something like, you know, 
six or seven bullets, whereas the turret could kill in two. Hmm. It's incredibly unbalanced in that sense. So it's like, overkill. Yeah, it's pretty. It, that's bad. Like the yeah. perks are unbalanced. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate to hear. But uh, you guys, um, obviously, your opinion matters to us. So let us know. I'm very curious to know what you guys think. Listeners of Derailed, fans of the PlayStation, readers of PSU, um, let us know what you think about Black Ops Declassified. If you've played it, send an email to podcast at PSU. Is it good? Is it bad? What do you think about Sony and uh, Activision uh, getting nihilistic to do uh, to do the game? I don't know, man. Maybe we maybe it could have been a lot better had uh, Sledgehammer, uh, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, one of those guys. You know, if they had worked on it. Sure, it would have been great. Not, not, not to discredit nihilistic or anything like that, but th- from from the sounds of it, this is their second game on the Vita, and it's worse than Burning Skies, mm-hmm. which is uh, not the way things should go. But I digress. Um, other reviews have gone up. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, we talked about that, that, that. We talked about NFS Most Wanted. Did we talk about when Vikings attack on the last podcast? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So then after that, we've had Medal of Honor Warfighter grow up. Justin Griffin reviewed that, gave it a 4 on 10. He said the shooting in Warfighter is excellent and the presentation is great, but it doesn't stop the game from being broken literally and thematically. Uh, He liked the lighting and detailed textures, breathed life into the game's environments. And, of course, that can be... uh, That's that's, that's part of, you know, Frostbite 2. It just makes everything great. Uh, he said guns feel realistic and satisfying. He disliked the glitchy gameplay, and he said it becomes annoying and repetitive. The game story is told poorly and direct, directly conflicts with gameplay. And there's nothing new here. Even the game's most exciting moments are outdated, forgettable, and lazy. Uh, we had our review by Adam, Diggity Dolch, go up for Hitman Absolution. He gave it an 8 on 10. He said it's a fun approach to the assassin genre that gives players plenty of options to progress through levels, dodge the police, and eliminate targets. Uh, positive points, multi- multiple gameplay approaches, contracts mode adds addictive community competition, and solid overall presentation. Negative points, mediocre AI, lackluster narrative, and annoying save and checkpointing system. Oh, yeah. Persona 4 Golden, reviewed by Kyle Prawl. He gave it a 9.5. Uh, he said that this marvelous port of a JRPG feels more like a director's cut. The definitive version of a thrilling journey equals parts uh, charming and challenging. He liked the engaging story brought to life by memorable characters, hundreds of hours of addictive RPG gameplay, and fantastic production values. He disliked the few bouts of jaggies, and not every voice is created equal. What? <laughs> what is a jaggy? Uh, jaggies, you know, jaggies. They're jagged edge. Jaggies, you know, jagged oh, okay. edge. The the R and B. No, um, <laughs> jaggies is uh, jaggies is like. Um, Resistance 2 had a fucking ton of jaggies. Fact. I didn't know that was actually a term. It's like <laughs> terrible aliasing. Okay. Anti-aliasing, sorry. Um, so that's a good that's a good one. I'd say that's uh, one of the Vita's highest uh, reviewed video games. I think that's probably one of the best video games on the Vita. I have the solid gold edition waiting on my desk. Um, solid gold, baby. Nice. How much yeah. did that cost you? Tim? 70 Seventy dollars. Oh, that's pretty good. I have one too. All right, we make up for one five. What is that? One five thousandth of the count. Yeah, one five thousandth of how many copies are on this planet. Uh, Mike, you want to know why I bought this? Um, go for it. I've never played a Persona game, and I heard that Persona Four was the dog's bollocks. Huh? 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 (laughs) Yeah. Really? 
Yeah. And no? uh, yeah, I heard Persona 4 was awesome. Um, but you haven't played a Persona. No, oh no, I haven't played a Persona game. Damn. I started what? a 3. It's pretty sweet. Yeah? Dough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the lowest the lowest price now for the solid gold edition on Amazon.com is 135.99. Yep. So, people want this solid gold edition. You can't get my solid gold edition, you understand me? The same thing happened with the uh, the collector's edition or the limited edition of the MGS HD collection. Oh yeah, I got it for eighty, and it That's... was something like uh, it's something now like one hundred and fifty minimum. Damn you! I want yeah. it. Yeah, bro. Yo, my Joris? birthday, my birthday just passed. Yo, why didn't you give me a gift? I want it. Oh, oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I I did that noise for the record. Um, oh, okay. With my anus. <laughs> Damn girl. Oh, they, they, we were so professional for a while. We had a streak. We had a streak of like where we were actually talking about interesting things and that we were actually being, you know, journalists and then it all went downhill. So, Tim, I want you to talk about this, yo. Yo. Uh, tell me about Dragon Ball Z Budokai HD Collection. Man, uh, I remember pl- I, I was excited to find out that I was able to review this game. I, I, I was the one doing it because uh, I loved this series when I was a kid. And I every time they brought out a new one, it was such a big deal for me because it was so much you better mean, than the you one mean the, before. Sorry, you mean the Dragon Ball series or the Budokai games? There, it's the, yeah. I'm talking about Budokai games. Okay, okay. Because um, you know, I've I followed Dragon Ball uh, since I was like 12, young mm-hmm. give or take. Back when I had to go to my neighbor's house to watch it on his direct TV. Uh, you know, I, that was when I loved. That it's been a long time, and you know, this was bringing back memories for me. But it. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't hold up as well as I remember it because I was it's but at the same time it's able to be picked up and played and kind of almost mastered within hours, hmm. which uh, but I, you know it, it depends on how you look at it really you know I I gave it a, an average score because it's an average game you know and people can pick it up and play it and it's not exactly a bad game if and you then love, just just to love. clarify you gave it a five five so five point five on ten. Um, what what you so this is a, an HD remaster of two older games one and three right? Yeah, um, and while you, while you mentioned that, I like I think there's a reason that they didn't put in the second one because uh, the first one I, I personally felt was god awful. Uh, now I, when I you know initially when I was young I loved it you know and that's how that goes but right. uh, in comparison it was god awful and this is going to come from a trophy horror. The trophies for the first game were easy, easy shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, that collection only has one platinum, by the way. Uh, so you have to play through both games to get one platinum. That's weird. It is weird. It's the, I think it's the first one I've se- first collection I've seen without multiple platinums. Um, huh. But granted, the first game only requires a playthrough and then going through this world champions mode, which is essentially like a tournament. If you're not familiar with, and it's just a world tournament. Yeah, yeah. Not no, I, I played I played all three Budokai games. The the one I played the least, to be totally honest with you, was uh, uh, two. Yeah, that could be that could be part of it. But um, okay, the reason that I don't, I, the reason I think they didn't put two in this collection is because the monumental difference between one and three would have been watered down if they included two. And they, I feel like they can't really add much to the game without, you know, like making it more redundant than it is. So comparing it between one, which was a, you know, a first, 
to three, which was the like, improvement of all of they had done, uh, would have made it less. Um, whatever it is, uh, and, and you can like it's. I don't really want to say it's negative because right. you know, it, the game is still what it is. You know, it's a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. Yeah, but it doesn't. You, it doesn't have depth. You know, you, it's, you it, know exactly what you get if you if you're unaware of what what you're getting with this game when you buy it. I mean, come on, you you know exactly what you're getting with this. If you're if you're buying an HD collection of the Dragon Ball games, maybe you've never played them before, but. Um, then in that case you should read the review. But I think most people probably know what the Tenkaichi games are. And if not, if if you know if it's appealing oh, to no, your Oh no, Tenkaichi is something else. Oh my yeah, bad. Buddha, yeah, the Tenkaichi is a connect is the next series so, of games after so Tenkaichi. I, I just I just I just proved my own point wrong. Um, <laughs> so then you probably don't know what these, you might not know what these games are. So go read the review and listen to what Tim has to say and make sure I don't cut him off again like an asshole. Sorry, Tim. Um, well, it's for your own clarification, uh, the Budokai games are the ones that are the 2D ones, and where uh, Tenkaichi is the one where the camera is more behind the character and it's a little more 3D and you fly around more. I guess uh, I would yes. say more control is given to the user, but it's limiting, I think. Uh, I really, I really like the combat system in uh, three specifically because you know, it 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 perfected everything that it had done, and I felt like Tenkaichi was a step backwards, and it never kind of recovered. But um, yeah, and, and that's rambling. But uh, my my dislikes, especially, uh, were uh, um, like one of my big ones was that it it was very inconsistent throughout, and mm-hmm. it, mostly it pertained to the difficulty in the game, which didn't exist until. No like pinnacle moments you know so you could go through like the frieza saga and have no problems with anybody you know like zarbon uh cooler not cooler jesus but actually cooler shows up if you come across him but spoiler and king cool yep he's uh, you know like character you know whatever um uh, i was trying to be smart and name off names that failed um but you know you get the the frieza fight you know and it's it everything gets pear-shaped immediately uh you, you can clean house you know through everybody up until that point, and then Frieza shows up and goes, "Nope, difficulty." And you know, it takes about two or three rounds, and you still get through it. You know, uh, but then you get into like the Cell Saga. You get through all the androids. You go through the first forms of Cell, and it's kind of a cakewalk once again. So, and you get to his final form, and, you know, and it's hard again. The final fight in every section is really hard compared to everything else that you've done, hmm. and. It's gross, and I can and I can say even the same thing for the world tournament. And I talk about that in the review in you know, in fair length, uh, where it feels like they put one difficulty uh, across three uh, one difficulty uh, like flow in three modes. Right. Whereas the difficulty was better, was stronger on the fourth round and stronger on the fifth round. Yet you know stronger yet on the fifth round. Uh, so it made the beginner beginner rounds or beginning mode, uh, which only had three, pretty simple. And then the second round have four, which made the fourth game spon- fourth round spontaneously difficult. Mm, nice. And then, yeah, so and it goes on from there into the fifth round on the final difficulty, and it it's very inconsistent. And you know, it, when I was young, I didn't see it because you know I was in my Dragon Ball Z fanboy, yeah. whatever. 
but 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 the art style. I mean, like the Dude, yeah, it's a humongous change. Yeah, the first the first game in this collection felt looked a lot like it should have, like in the anime. You know, as far as like a three G rendition. But the cell the cell direction that they took in two, which was a great decision, uh, looks great in in HD. You know, and the the animations look great. The energy attacks look great, and it's a great looking game, you know, and, and it's really what it is, you know, and if you want this kind of thing, you're going to get it. You're getting exactly what you want out of it. But if you don't want anything out of it, you're not going to want anything. It's not going to give you any reason to stick around. Right. Unless right. you, like, jump on the Dragon Ball Z bandwagon right now, watch all of the anime, and then go play the game. You go, yeah! <laughs> well, man, I'd have to say, it's really good that you reviewed this game. You definitely know what the fuck you're talking about. And it's good that we got you to do this, man. Um, so, but you clearly know what you're talking about in terms of this collection. And you would you recommend it? I know you, you like just Dragon said... Dragon Ball Z? Most definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a fun play. It's a pretty easy platinum, too. So if you like Dragon Ball Z, if you know all the story, you're not going to miss anything. And it's a, it's an experience that you can have, you know, and... Uh, but if if you if you don't know Dragon Ball Z and you're kind of interested, watch Dragon Ball Z first, so you know every like you've seen everything and you can go in there and go what the you won't go what the hell is that like why the hell are they picking up Dragon Balls to summon a dragon mm. what the hell are these capsules you know like, that kind of stuff isn't explained yeah. it's simply like oh by the way you already know this stuff so we're just gonna throw it at you and go ha I know that stuff yeah right uh, you know so watch Dragon Ball Z first if you're gonna get into this. Okay. Then the score will go up to like a 7.5 for you. Cool. I promise. All right, man. Well, um, that was good. I guess I know I'm not going to buy the game now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Paul Kelly also reviewed Panic. Panic is a PlayStation Mobile game? Or yeah, I think so. It's a, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He gave it a 7. Uh, and he said it's uh, interesting. The interesting puzzle concept with the typical, typical structure found on popular mobile titles. He liked uh, simple and easy to grasp gameplay, good graphics, decent replay value. Disliked frustrating touch controls, no leader, sh- no leaderboards or competitive play, and not much depth. I don't have much more to say on Panic because I have no idea what it is. So let's move on to the next one. Steven reviewed Lego Lord of the Rings, like we were talking about earlier. Um, he gave this one a whopping nine on ten, and you know what? That sounds. You know, you, I was surprised, honestly, to hear um, that this game reviewed so well, not only from PSU, but across the board. If you check out all the other websites, uh, a lot of critics really loved LEGO Lord of the Rings, which is refreshing to hear because uh, I was scared that the LEGO games were going to get stagnant and that, you know, just after a while end up just sucking. But uh, that's kind of what started happening a couple of years ago. Uh, but then LEGO Batman... This year, Lego Batman 2 was really good, right? And now Lego Lord of the Rings is really good. Um, it's just it's really cool that Traveler's Tales is, is, is stepping up the game on their Lego franchise. So Steven said, a fantastic tribute to Lord of the Rings franchise and one of the best Lego games to boot. He liked top-notch production that does Lord of the Rings justice throughout with great audio, voice acting, and fantastic, uh, fantastic-looking game world. It feels more like an adventure game than previous LEGO iterations with RPG elements, enjoyable exploration, exploration, and an appealing Lord of the Rings world with exciting bouts of action. He says there's so much to do and the collection that will keep you busy for months. Seamless co-op play is excellent. He disliked, however, the questionable friendly AI. Seeing your fellowship fall off a bridge when uh, they simply had to walk across it can be frustrating. And occasionally poor camera angles can lead to misjudged jumps when, while platforming. Mm. Mike, you're a big Lord of the Rings fan? Yes, I am. Any interest? 
Yeah, definitely. This sounds great. I love Lord of the Rings and everything, so I'm, I, I wouldn't mind checking this out. I've been quite interested in the Lego games as a whole mm. for a couple of years now, but I haven't really just made the jump, so I think this would be the game to do that. And it's got the... Um, I understand it's got the voice actors from the films as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. that's a major selling point, yeah, and, and the soundtracks and everything. So, yeah, this looks great. Yeah. I, think, I take it it covers the whole trilogy, doesn't it? So from a Fellowship all the way to Return of a King. Right, I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's yeah, what it looks that'd, like. that'd be some, should, should be some good set pieces in that then. Here's a big one. We've already talked about it um, at length. Kyle Prawl reviewed PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Uh, gave that one a 9 on 10. He says, PlayStation All-Stars is a deeply engaging fighter and a love letter to PlayStation fans that ultimately triumphs over shallow single-player content and a few design quirks. Uh, he liked PlayStation's best together at last. He liked the fact that there are, there's tremendous fun and impressive mechanical depth and sophisticated networking. He disliked, however, the inconsistent narrative quality, the boring presentation, and disorganized progression system. I have to agree with uh, most of that. Almost all of it. In fact, you know, we've already talked about PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale uh, a lot. It's a great game. I have a lot to say about it. I've been playing I've been playing it a lot. We can, we can get back to it. Um, we can get back to it on... Uh, what we've been playing because the next game the last game last review that's gone up is by me and it was the walking dead episode five no time left oh yeah girl i again (laughs) i uh gave this episode another nine point a 9.0 i said episode five beautifully wraps up you know what i'll just talk about it so it's over (laughs) season one season one is over um and i couldn't ask for a better ending it'd be very unfair to me um just specifically because of the range of emotions I felt with episode five, um, I, I can't say too much. Again, uh, you guys don't don't be afraid of spoilers. I'm not going to give any. My reviews have been completely spoiler free, which, by the way, made them almost freaking impossible to write. I had <laughs> severe writer's block come episode five because look, here's my issue with writing the episode, uh, the Walking Dead reviews. I feel honored and blessed to have uh, to written these for PSU and. Uh, you know, like I, I'm a huge fan of these games. I I really think that you know I said it. I said it in my episode five summary. I said um, episode five beautifully wraps up a season of spectacular, emotionally deep, and memorable chapters. The Walking Dead is one of the best downloadable games of all time. And given the way no way no time left ends, I'm sorry, the way, given the way no time left made me feel, it'd be unfair for me to ask for a better conclusion. Uh, I I actually think that this is one of the best downloadable games of all time, and I've played a shitload, and none have really impacted me to the level that this one has, at least emotionally. Sure, I've played some that were way funner, but at the end of the day, um, The Walking Dead, I'll remember for years to come. Um, It's over. I I didn't spoil anything in any of my reviews, so you should check that out. Um, I won't spoil anything now, don't worry. However, I'm just going to say... Hmm. Okay, fine. I'll say it on the podcast, man. I'll say it to the public. I kind of teared up, and and <laughs> take that as you will. It, the game was good enough, and and you know, emotion. I was emotionally so emotionally invested. In fact, I gave the first one a nine, second one a nine, third one an eight point five, fourth one a nine, fifth one a nine. So nines across the board. The only reason I had to take off little notch off the third one was because of bugs. Uh, tiny bugs, actually bugs that end up being really annoying. So I had to, I had to kind of give it a, a little nudge there. But other than that, I see it as it got nine nines across the board. Uh, if you haven't, please play The Walking Dead. I can't talk about it. This is why the review was so hard to write because 
I wrote episode one, the review, and I was like, hey, so the game plays like this. You know, the controls are like this, the audio is like this, the presentation is like this, blah, da, 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 da. Uh, then episode two, I spoke a little bit about the controls and how they changed things up a little bit. Uh, and, you know, about the presentation still being fresh. But then even when episode three came along, so I make sure to steer clear of spoilers. And I couldn't talk. Any, well, I, there was just nothing new to say about the gameplay itself. Um, so if I'm steering clear of spoilers and I'm talking about, you know, what I experienced in my own tailored narrative, that just gets really hard to, to not, not to not give away anything and, and to just talk about why the game is good is pretty damn tough. And in come episode five, where this is the fifth time I have to do it, um, it was just, you know, oh man, I, 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 it took, it took me a while, but, uh, I got, I got the review out, um, I had it ready the day after also on wednesday so yeah the walking dead if you guys haven't played it we'll have a don't worry if you have played it and you want to hear us talk about it i am i think i believe maybe uh, as a little tease the next episode of derailed will be a walking dead retrospective podcast maybe not the next one maybe the one after but i'm trying to figure out some things for that i've sent some emails and i don't want to say anything yet but we'll see we'll see if everything works out then we'll have a really entertaining podcast for you but i personally feel uh, like I should get this game out there. Uh, I should get as many of you to play it as possible. Mike, I know you haven't yet. Please, please, please. I know you probably will, but um, they're like they're like two to three hours a pop, dude. So you could be done with this in a weekend if you'd like. Yeah, man. Don't worry. I have been I have been listening to your recommendations. So I'm gonna I'll jump on that because I think I think they're releasing um releasing yeah. it on disc, aren't they? Yeah, in a yeah. sweet ass bundle actually. But yeah, nice um man it, it it's good there there aren't many games that can bring tears to my eyes you know there there aren't many games there are games that have done that this isn't the first game but like i said in the review it's a statement in and of itself that yo hey this game had me caring about these characters so much so much that like oh yeah i can't whatever can't say anything <laughs> well just, i just finished episode i just finished episode two okay um, you know, and the first one, I okay. Um, I'm gonna do a little bit of a little bit of context. I hate the show. Okay. The show Why is pisses that? me Why is off, that? man. The fact that the plot doesn't exist. Yeah, I know. That's um, weird. It, like it gets to me, you know. And then there are character inconsistencies uh, that throw me off as well. Um, it, I wish instead of them like trying to make us care about the people. They would simply have zombies eating people, like f- hunting people instead. Right. I'd probably be more interested in that. Right. Um, but what this, what the Walking Dead game does, is not what the comic or the TV show does. Mm. It delivers a story. Yeah. Um, and I know I, I probably, it's probably going to piss off a lot of people. And I've tried reading the comic, but it's it's kind of like beating my head against the wall and it's and it's personal preference you know i know plenty of people that love the tv show and love the comics and you know that's simply how it is um but the game is on a higher caliber and i don't know how like i don't don't i'm, I'm sure it, it shows a test it, it gives a testament to the people developing these games at uh, telltale games um but i i don't i and since this is based on those comics it's it's a bit I don't know. I, I don't know if it's it's not bad, but not even close to bad. Um, but it's it's weird that I, something like I just this wanna, good could come out of it. Yeah, I just wanna I just wanna put out there that I'm a I'm a fan of the 
of the show. I uh, it's different. It's totally different. I take them both for what they're worth. But I think the show is entertaining. I, I'm not like head over heels for it. I did. You know what? I take that back because when I'm into it, I'm really into it. But I totally respect your criticisms and uh, about the show and stuff like that. But I agree with Tim in that um, the Walking Dead video game I think is the best Walking Dead anything on the market. Yep. Uh, I think it struck gold. Like I mean, it just this is and it it did so well. It just since when does like a licensed game like this, like, you know, it's it's happened. But like it's it did so well that I called it one of the best downloadable games of all time. You know, like that's not. That's not just something you just throw around there, especially me. Like I, I just feel like really weird saying that kind of thing. But damn, if I, if I were to think about it long enough, then hell's yeah, man, I'm gonna be remembering this for years. And I love the characters. I literally like to the point where if I were to get a tattoo, a video game tattoo, I don't have any tattoos yet, but tattoos are totally on my uh, to do list. Uh, like I, I'm gonna, I'm the guy that's gonna go from having no tattoos to that's gonna be completely covered in like a year. But um, that takes money. I'd uh, say it's worthy to put next to your foxhound tattoo. Yeah, I was about to say. So it's the foxhound <laughs> thing and or the Walking Dead thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just having Clementine specifically, I want like a little clam on my shoulder all the time. Oh, man, the 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 push, the character push between one and two. You know, the first one, you know, threw everything off with a bang. You know, it was really really engaging. Mm. And then the second one took a little bit more covert way, and it was very, and it was very. I love the variedness of both of those. Here's the thing, though. Would you agree that you care about Clementine by the second episode? Dude, I cared about Clementine like at the end of the first. Exactly. Exactly. Now, imagine... The, um, I'm just going to say, imagine the fifth. Like, imagine the by the fifth episode, like, you are so engaged. And then when... Engaged to a kid? No, yeah. I'm done. What? <laughs> I'm done. What? Oh. <laughs> Derail. Oh, no. So engaged to the story, yes? So engaged, like, so engaged with the story that, like, you know, you, you have to, you have to, you have to expect that at some point there's going to be a climax and that that climax may be, oh, no, Tim, no, 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 no. I mean, and the story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God damn, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And story and that that climax would be an episode five. <laughs> So I'm just trying to say that when shit hits the fan, you know, and you care about people, you know, yeah. Anyways, let's just fucking move on. We'll talk about The Walking Dead. It'll, it'll have its own show, so it doesn't need uh, it doesn't need to be talked about right now. That's all our reviews. We've had a lot. Uh, if you agree or disagree with anything we've said, I always I implore you guys, please send us emails. Send us more emails. We get a few, but like we we don't get enough that I don't forget to read them sometimes. So we actually care what you guys what you guys want to say. Even if we don't read your your emails on air, we'll we'll, we'll reply back to you. So send us email podcast at PSU. It's super easy. Uh, we love you guys. We love you guys just for listening. We love your opinions without even knowing them, even if they're like Tim's. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Mike, Point being, they don't have to be good ones. Nah, that's crazy. I agree with almost everything you say. Um, almost. almost. Uh, except for like half. But um, <laughs> Mike, you've been so quiet. Please, please talk to me. What have you been playing? <laughs> well, I've been playing a bit of retro stuff this past week, couple of weeks actually. I finally got um, been going on the Super Nintendo. Okay. Uh, or SNES, eh, Tim? Okay. So <laughs> you, you finally... <laughs> Is Words that really a up. thing, Don? Have you heard that? The SNES? Like, have you have you heard the SNES be called the SNES? 
Yes, of course. Maybe I live in Podunk, Minnesota, but <laughs> the simple fact that somebody slurs all those together blows my mind. I say like, SNES all the time, but yeah, I, that's, I have what heard I, that's all I've known. Yeah, yeah, I have heard SNES though, but I, I, I say SNES. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Yeah, well, no, you're not. Must be. <laughs> yeah, but I've, met, I've been um, want, meaning to go on that for ages now to play some, um, go on these retro. Because a, a couple of years back, I just bought a load of old consoles and games and stuff, and I've been meaning to go through them. And um, I started um, Zelda and Link to the Past. And so, um, just so you know, I never played that game until now. I actually didn't play a Zelda game until The Wind Waker. So I've been going backwards. Um, That's a good start. Yeah, so it's so I went from Wind Waker to Ocarina of Time because I got the GameCube uh, special edition, so it had the Ocarina of Time on it. Then I went to obviously Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. Now I've gone back to um, A Link to the Past, and it's like obviously quite dramatic going back to that. You know, envisioning Link, you know, in 3D and everything, which is what I'm used to, and then um, going back to a 2D plane. It's very, very, it's quite, it's quite a weird transition. But you know, once I got used to it, you know, it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's simplistic in the sense like the combat is basically just hammering away at the buttons and whatever but it's still great it's still got that it still oozes all that nintendo charm it's just oh i just it, it's so, so simplistic but it's great man the locations are great the exploration element's still there you know the whole you know with all the side quests and everything like that i mean i don't know i presume you guys have played it but let's link to the link to the past yeah link to the past Dude, that game is still my favorite zelda game to, to, to this day that game yeah. that game still holds up that game yeah, is, is great yeah, it is awesome, isn't it? It's just yeah, everything about everything that's uh, everything I enjoyed about the Zelda games, like the 3D ones, it's just in 2D. That's nothing. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 everything dun, dun, is just great. Um, it's yeah, I was kind of surprised how um. Carry on. <laughs> I haven't played it. I actually quite like the boss fights now. I thought they were quite challenging, actually. Maybe it's just because I'm not very good at the game. But yeah, I liked them. I thought there was quite a nice, le- um, quite a layer of strategy involved in them, hmm. which was interesting for me because I didn't think they would be after, like, you know, with all the, the dynamics of the 3D combat and everything, you know, with the, the different, like, um, where you've got a hit, you know, their weak point and everything like that. And But it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I just found it quite. I found it quite challenging, actually. I just, I love, I just love running around the world, to be honest, finding all the little side quests and all the hidden, hidden caves and everything. It's just great, man. You can get lost in that game for ages. It's that amazing. Is, yeah, like you said, it still holds up. up. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's great. Yeah. Um, apart from that, I've also been on <laughs> any PlayStation games or games that yeah. came out this decade. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. Um, apart from that, I've been on a bit of Mario All Stars as well. I love Mario. I just can't wait. I just fucking love Mario. You realize these are Super Nintendo games, right? Yeah, of course, man. Okay, that's cool. I, I love the Super Nintendo as much as yeah. as much as anybody else. But Jesus, man, um, yeah. man, I love those games. Like I said, I've been meaning to go on these games these for a while because I haven't been on them in years. So I finally got round to them. It's just like revisiting my childhood again. Okay. But apart from that, I've been on a bit of Tekken Tag. Uh, still going through, um, still tackling Skyrim, and uh, I will get back to Assassin's Creed um, Liberation when my brothers finish Fire and Vita. So yeah, okay, man. yeah, but yeah, many retro for me at the moment, man. I mean, you know what I'm like, always going about old games. <laughs> yeah, no, that and that's totally respectable, man. But I'm, I'm sure in the past two weeks you've played something on your PS3. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I've been been on. Um, played um, Resident Evil Six, and like I said, Tekken Tag. I usually do that in multiplayer with my mate Tim. Yeah, right, right. So Tekken. Yeah, Tekken. You know, two player and uh, Resident Evil Six uh, mercenaries trying to get the get a decent score. Are you stuff. are you close to platinum? Uh, I don't really trophy hunt, so I haven't even looked to see how close I am to that kind of stuff. No way! Come on, you never looked at the trophy list. I haven't oh, no. actually. Resident Evil, at least. Capcom Resident did it. Evil, for Resident Evil, I haven't actually looked, Resident Evil Six. I haven't actually looked at the platinum list. No, which is really oh, weird. Man. So uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm gonna definitely check that out because I have been playing it quite a lot. I understand, so. like not caring about it. Like I totally understand, but like you're not even curious. Like you're not even curious about like kill Wesker in under five seconds or something. I don't even... But usually, I, I do check for Seriously, I do. I no, just hold, hold on. I just want to say, I did not play Resident Evil 6 yet, so I do not know if Wesker's in the game. I'm just saying. I just came up with an example. <laughs> He's dead. He's brown bread. He's dead, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's what? Brown bread. Chris! Chris! <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. That fight was so insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. My God. My God. Oh, God. This oh, is for our fallen brothers. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, while we're on the topic of Resident Evil, there is something that Mike has to do on air. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Mike, you <laughs> promised it. You you have something from Resident Evil 5, your favorite quote from Resident <laughs> Evil 5, from one of your top six lamest villains. If you guys haven't seen it, there's a feature written by Mike up on PSU.com. Go check it out. It's yeah. called Top Six Lamest Villains. What's the exact headlines? I think it's headlines. PS3's Lamest PS3. Villains. Yep. Oh, okay. PS3's top six lamest villains. Oh, top okay. six lamest villains, yeah. And starring in that list is Ricardo Irvin, and it goes a little bit like this. Splendid timing! You threw it just in time for the fireworks show! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> now, I want you all to check out... Uh, hey, wait a minute, maybe the reveal trailer of Resident Evil 5? I don't know, maybe the launch trailer? Well, the tra- yeah, well, just type in Ricardo Irving or something. Yeah. Fireworks. <laughs> YouTube a trailer of Resident Evil 5, and you'll see that, that that's part of, I remember that part of the trailer, and Mike has it spot on. Spot on, I have to say. Very nice, Mike. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's All right. Left over from my um, days when I wanted to be an actor or a voice actor. <laughs> <All right. laughs> They, they don't have to be over, man. They, you know, you can get into that stuff pretty late. Morgan, yeah, would you say that Morgan Freeman is popular? Just oh, a yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> he got into that shit at 40 years old. Oh, wow. Very oh, good. Snap. Yeah. So, the, you know. You know. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. You know it, girlfriend. Oh, my God. I just... <laughs> just, just everywhere. It's all over the place. Hot. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, by the way, Tim. <laughs> oh, dude. I would not let that pass by. Yeah. Good cho- Good. Good. Um... It's in my alarm now. It's in my alarm. I promise you. It's the intro of every show from now on. <laughs> oh, God. Did actually, he die? That would be quite a good intro, actually. You know, splendid timing and all. And then um, at the very end, you put the quote, the, the famous quote from the Patriot. <laughs> Did he die? Hmm? Did he die? Yeah. <laughs> Again, I... I I haven't watched The Patriots, so this makes no sense. Uh, just watch it, man. Seriously, watch it so you can join in. <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson is a good actor, not a good movie maker. Okay, I'll, I mean, I'll go watch it right now. Hold on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> while, you're, while you're watching it, do the theme to The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> it's not The Legend of Zelda theme. It's one of the songs. It's like the Overworld song. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's so good, though. 
Bum, 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 bum. Anyways, before we got slightly derailed, that's pretty slightly, much what I've been playing. Yeah, <laughs> we started talking about the Patriot. <laughs> uh, only slightly derailed them, but um, okay, cool, man. So, Tim, anything you wanna anything you wanna talk about before we finish this up? Because I, I think we've kind of covered everything, right? Am I yeah. wrong? I've been no, playing. Uh, I've I've been playing Persona Four. Uh, I've been playing All Stars Battle Royale. I've been playing Hitman Absolution. Oh, kind of all on, over. Come the on, place. wait, wait, wait. We we didn't do the Battle Royale thing yet. Um, Hitman um, Absolution. You talked about that. So Persona Four. You only yeah. gave us a tidbit. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, I have two review games I'm playing, but I I don't know if they're really that exciting. However, I am playing uh, Ragnarok Odyssey. Can you? Okay. Vita. I I don't know if I really want to talk too much about it, but. All right. All right. Considering the the review is going to be like early next week. Yeah, no problem, man. We'll Just save it for the next one. We'll talk about it next time. Oh my god, was uh, that British it. Tim? What was that British Tim? Uh, no, that was that, yes. That was, it was Matt Ross. Matt Ross. G'day. Australian, mate. So I have this thing where all I do is speak in Australian and fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So battle royale. Yay. I've been playing that game like mad. Would you believe me if I told you I played the game right now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, on your Vita. <laughs> With your mad dog face. My mad dog face. Like what? What? <laughs> what, what? 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 Um. So who do you play in Battle Royale, Tim? Kratos. Yeah. Well, I I tried playing as Raiden because I'm an MGS fanboy, but uh, I'm simply not that great with him. So I started with Kratos, and I've kind of found my I apparently have found my my niche. Kratos is really good. I, I actually I enjoy all the characters. There's one character that I have to say I'm not a fan of, and I guarantee you he'll end up being like the one that's used in tournaments that like all the time. Uh, but Toro, the cat. Yeah, he's a plow artist. God, what do you mean? I've I've dude I I don't know I've <laughs> seen people literally do things with him that Ew. I can't I can only imagine. Aww. He's a no, cat. Like, Within the realm of PlayStation All-Stars. I don't watch hentai or anything. Oh, okay. So back back on track. So PlayStation All-Stars? <laughs> yeah, like, like there have been matches where I literally can do nothing but watch him destroy me. Okay. Like some people are so good with him. And you're probably right with him being one of the tournament characters. Because when people are good with him, they are incredible. No, I'm sure, I'm sure they are. I play Raiden. Um, Raiden's my jam. He's my main. Uh, other than him, I I, I, I play Nathan Drake. Uh, I was going to say, um, question from someone who hasn't played the game yet. What's uh, Nathan Drake like? Did you oh, play Uncharted? Yeah, I have to say, like, dude. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's like that. Like, all his animations are like that. Like, we already talked about oh. that. But he has some... Um, he's not so strong melee. He does have a few tricks up his sleeve, though, melee. You know, he's got his... his one two, uh, he's got his one two three. He's got like the, the same kind of attacks he does in the game. What about his neck breaker? <laughs> no, none no. of that, because that would be awesome. But um, <laughs> he's awesome. really good at. Um, so, you're you're in the air with Nathan Drake. This is one of my, my one of my favorite moves in the game. <laughs> what? I know what you're gonna say. Go you on. You know what I'm gonna say? <laughs> one of my favorite moves in the game is him fucking up. You know what? In Uncharted, when he falls through the floor, which happens all the time, yeah, they kind of use that like as a thing. So when you press down circle in the air with him, he he just there's just like a bunch of cement bricks that kind of spawn right under him, and he falls through them, but on top of someone. It's really <laughs> cool. So it's him falling through a floor as always, and it's really awesome. 
Um, oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, he, he can pull out his AK. What's really cool is if you press down circle, he'll actually spawn cover uh, that like no other character can do, kind of. And he, he'll, he's able to, just like the game, blind fire over it, shoot grenades over it. It's really cool. And if people get close, he can kind of attack right over it, just like in Uncharted. And he can um, go on both sides. He can flip on. Yeah, he and can he flip can the jump over. Article. Yeah, he can jump over the cover. And it's, it's really, it's actually really cool. He has like a zipline move. Uh, he shoots grenades. He shoots a grenade launcher. He has a, a really powerful barrel attack where which he just kicks a barrel down um he has his like a revolver honestly nathan drake is really versatile he's really good just not so strong up close um i ryden is very much the only up close type guy obviously he has no ranged attacks but let me tell you once he gets there if you don't use him oh yeah he, he he can do some business um combos up the wazoo similar to dante 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 and ryden are actually quite similar they have they both have parries. They both have a dash technique that are pretty much the same buttons. Uh, they both combo really nicely. Dante, Dante even more so. Dante does crazy combos. Um, I like Nariko a lot, but I haven't played with her enough to actually say I'm good with her. Kratos, I, I think Kratos is both easy to use, hard to master. Uh, mm-hmm. Kratos is a good character for someone who just is just going to start the game because they'll they'll wail on square and you know his his blades have really good range, so they'll be fine. But then again, like. If you want to use Kratos competitively, like knowing how to use that level one is so key. That level one super where he just runs forward, you know, and kind of dashes and, you know, that's so easy to dodge. So easy. So you have to know how to kind of chain that into things. Um, Battle Royale is really different from Smash Brothers. Really different. That's what people are going to start seeing more and more. They play it. Um, Thing about Battle Royale is that like, you know, the metagame ends up changing because, you know, you, you got to get kills. You don't you don't smash people out. But um, there's a conversation to be had for... Oh, we've already had it. I'd, I'd just be beating a dead uh, dead horse with a fist. But, uh, Mike's fist. fist. Mike's fist. Mike's shoulder. Um, <laughs> but Deltoid. It's actually really, really good. And I haven't had fun, this much fun... Uh, with this type of game since Melee. And I'll say it right now, I think that this game is better than Super Smash Bros. Brawl. And Nintendo will learn from PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale come the next Smash Bros. game. I guarantee you. Respect. I guarantee you. Changing ch- changing colors in Super Smash Bros. is cool, but changing costumes in this game is super bad. And that's just a small thing, but the thing is, some of these characters have never met before. Characters in Nintendo games meet like freaking hookers in Chlamydia. Like, <laughs> Mario and Luigi meet all the time with Donkey Kong, Peach, and, you know, Yoshi and stuff like that. Warrior. They're always in the same games together, whether, whether it's a party game, a golf game, a tennis game, whatever. But this is the first time that Jack and Dax, uh, sorry, that Ratchet and Jack have met. And when you're going through that story mode and you see that cutscene right before the final uh, boss of, like, Ratchet and Jack meeting each other and, like, the witty banter going uh, back and forth. It's, like, amazing. My favorite – one of my favorite ones is um, – because you, you have to face their rivals. So, obviously, uh, Ratchet is Jack's rival. Um, one of my favorite ones is – I don't know if you've beaten the campaign with Nathan Drake, but he finds a map at the beginning. And uh, he's like, Sully, we got to go on this freaking mission. I found this awesome map. And suddenly he's like, but wait, who does that map belong to? And obviously Nate's like, well, what does it matter? You know, blah, blah. <laughs> so it goes on. And eventually you find out it was Sly Cooper's map. Uh, and the banter between Sly Cooper and Drake is so cool. Like, so cool. You know Drake's personality. You know Sly's personality. You know that they're kind of similar. You know, they're kind of like, I was going to use the word Sly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you know that they're kind of, they're both witty, they're both charming, whatever. Uh, but then, like, 
Sly is all like, yo, why don't you hand me that map and leave the treasure hunting to a real treasure hunter? And oh, Nathan snap. Drake's like, yeah, it's like, oh, snap, son. And Nathan Drake's like, oh, he calls him roadkill and whatever. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Kratos. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Kratos meets Sweet Tooth. And that's, oh, God, that's garbage. just, why garbage? Dude, it's so lame. Uh, that's just, you just. You just spilled my ice cream. I will you fight you. Ice cream. Yeah, but he's telling Kratos. Sweet Tooth is so out of his mind. Sweet Tooth is so out of his mind that he's telling Kratos, pick that ice cream up off the floor and pay for it. And Kratos is just like, I bend to no mortal. As Kratos would. But um, oh, it's just really cool, man. I don't know. I, I'm really down with, you know, the, like, like the, the single player is kind of weak just because it's just not fun. But my favorite part, it's like it's worth it just for that cutscene. Um, that cutscene that plays right before the last boss battle, it's worth it just for that. I'm having so much fun with Battle Royale. I think my Raiden's like rank, what was he last time we played with? 255? Uh, you were, I think you were at 232. Uh, no, no, I know I passed 250. I know I stopped at 250 like yesterday. Oh, okay. So I must be at like 255 or something like that. So I played with Raiden a lot. Um, I just, I, I, I see myself playing this game and what helps is that a lot of my, uh, my 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 friends that come over my buddies that come over and just just play the game um what helps is that everybody a lot of people i know bought it and that's at the end of the day that's what this game is for it's for you on the couch with your friends but you know what that's actually that's actually a little bit wrong because the multiplayer in this game is great like like we're saying like tim and i whether it's you're on the vita whether you're on the ps3 oh man and cross by can i just tell you how awesome cross by is oh dude oh oh my god it's so good it's so good because this game on the Vita is great. It plays so great on the Vita. Anyway, whatever. You'll hear about Battle Royale from for, for, for months to come, I guarantee you. On our, Fair, on, our on my Christmas list. <laughs> yeah, man. On our on our end specifically, like well, I'll be I know I'll be talking about Battle Royale episode after episode. Um so I guess that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean we've we've talked at length about new games that came out. Are, are there any new games that we missed? I mean we didn't really talk about Hitman. But we covered the big ones, right? Yeah. Um, PlayStation All-Star. Little Bit Planet Cartoon, did we mention that? Oh. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We talked about that last week. We compared uh, Steve's review, remember, to, to a few oh, other Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. My bad. No, it's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, Little Bit Planet Cartoon. I was wondering. You know, I've seen crazy deals for that. Oh, by the way, happy Thanksgiving, listeners. Oh, uh, yeah. Happy Turkey Day. I don't. That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, or money. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? Screw you, Tim. I hope you have a terrible Thanksgiving. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Congratulations. Well, good. Okay. Um, Black Friday. That's a thing. I think that's really what Thanksgiving is about. Definitely. Preparing, getting fed and prepped, rested for Black Friday. Mike, how, what is, what's Black Friday like in the UK? Do you guys at all do anything? We don't do anything at all. It's just a regular day. Okay, I asked. I asked uh, Rob Thez, former writer at PSU.com. I asked. I, asked, I sent him a, a tweet saying, "Hey, Rob, what's Black Friday like in uh, in the UK?" And he says there are deals, but nothing to the magnitude of of, of what things are like in in the states. And things are, as Tim can vouch for, things are crazy in the states. Stores are just. It's like World <laughs> War freaking three every year, man. Oh, dude, yeah. Like even this year, you know, I live in Podunk, Minnesota, and we still had about four thousand people in our Walmart. Oh my God! And that was at eight o'clock yesterday, Thanksgiving night. Oh my God! Oh my oh, God! Jesus, poor Jesus! Oh my God! Ridiculous! Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
man, the, like we were just talking. That's why I ended up bringing up uh, Black Friday because we were just talking about uh, Little Big Planet carding, and I saw some crazy deals. Little Big Planet carding is like thirty dollars already. Yeah, thirty dollars. Yeah. Jesus, come on, that game just came out. I saw Need for Speed uh, Most Wanted on Vita, which, by the way, I really want to get. I'm getting it's the fun, PS2 dude. version soon. Yeah, I saw that on sale for like twenty bucks out of Origin. Um, thirty bucks for the PS3 version. Those are great deals. Mhm. Mhm. You go, girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> so uh, I guess I mean you guys should send us emails. Podcast at PSU as always. Uh, it's really easy. It takes two seconds. You can do it from your phone. Do it. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, that's the most important. Review us on iTunes. Come on, guys. I beg you every single episode. You can listen to me. No. Come on, come on. Don't you like Derailed? We give you guys so much. Just all you got to give us is a subscribe and maybe a review on iTunes. Am I asking for too much? Not at all. Come on, come on, come on, come on, girl. Come on. Go, get your dick wet, girl. <laughs> oh, he said it. Oh, my God, he said it. Um, yeah, so anyways, we're on Twitter. At PSU, D-O-T-C-O-M. Follow that shit. Um... Man, I I went for a while without swearing there, and now it's just all coming out, potty mouth. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Donother, D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. You can follow Tim on Twitter. He's at Bosnick, B-O-S-S-S-N-A-K-E. Uh, you can follow Mike only in real life. Um, That's how I roll. <laughs> uh, follower. We've got uh, a Facebook page as well, and sometimes we host some really cool contests on our Facebook page. So uh, make sure to check out PSU on Facebook. Oh, That's Don. Yay, hey, that's my name. You mentioned the uh, I know you mentioned the uh, the uh, clan name thing earlier, but should we like promote it uh, on Black Ops? PSU. PSU. What do you mean? Like, should we just promote it? You know, like, simply like yeah, put PSU as your clan name and everything. That's what I said, didn't I? Said on, you said it on uh, you know on Blops too, but that, not on everything. What I think are we, we talking about? What, what what other than Blops? Anything. Everything. What else has a clan name that we can put PSU as? Dust514? Sure. Everything. Okay. Everything, that has, everything that has a clan name. Just call yourselves PSU. Rename yourselves PSU <laughs> and then your last name. Yeah, that's what I meant. Do Damn, that. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about right now. But yeah, any, in any game that you guys can put PSU as your clan name, I guess, put it as your clan name. <laughs> Promote that shit, right? Um, yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. Go get it, girl. Uh, <laughs> So, anything else, guys? Mike, anything? Any closing comments? No, I think we're just about done. Oh, man, it feels good. Uh, we haven't had an episode in a while. It, it was nice recording with you guys. Yeah, man, it's always a pleasure. Always good fun. All right, guys. Well, uh, that was episode 33. Three. Three, yeah. yeah, I knew that off the top of my head. 33. And uh, we'll see you guys for episode 34. Bye. Yeah. Later. Peace.